await no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week, we're talking all about the PlayStation VR 2 launch window games, the Forspoken reviews are in, and the game media layoffs and terrible people who effed up around and are about to find out. The who would have thought that the Last of Us Part 1 game sales would increase from the show. Definitely not these two guys here. News and so much more. So with all that said and with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I love <laughs> that I write these intros every week with yeah. some, whenever we started doing it. And you never read it beforehand. Never. <laughs> And you just implicitly trust me, and I love that so much. Yeah. And I love putting things in there to, like, try to get you to chuckle a little bit. (laughs) You really almost did. I'm like, what is this? This is a really long one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Kyle, how are you, sir? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I'm okay. Yeah. Just okay. You know, it is what it is. I am nursing the biggest migraine. Yeah, I have had in a really long time. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have migraines often or even headaches often. But when I do, it's in a spectacular fashion Mm. where literally most of the day I had to just sit down because I was getting way too disoriented. Um, So, like, I'm, you know, I'm looking at the screen now and like things are moving in place. You know what I mean? Like, it's I'm not feeling great. So I got the blue light glasses on. Yeah. I hope that fixes it. Uh-huh. And Kyle, you're going to do literally most of the reading this week. Yeah. You, you got you, you get to flub up the Patreon stuff this week, not me. More stumbling from good old K-Step. <laughs> That's right. You know, read the, the viewer questions, because honestly, yeah. uh, oof, if I close my and, eyes, the room's spinning. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I'm just going to say this right now. I can't do Joe's voices. I can't. <laughs> Even if I attempt to do the voices, yeah. it's not going to be pretty no. or even close. Not going to so land like, well. Next week, okay. you'll get the voice back. <laughs> that said, Kyle, though yeah. the, the room is moving and so are you, uh, yeah. I got a question for you to start off the show. Mm-hmm. All right. And I, and I thought this is a timely question. I thought this is, you know, we just caught off from the Bethesda, or sorry, Xbox Plus Bethesda Developer Direct Showcase. Um, mm-hmm. This is Xbox's attempt at the Nintendo Direct style or the PlayStation, you know, state of play style events. I want to know, as an outsider of Xbox, the most outsider I think it gets on the show, um, mm-hmm. How did you like it? How did you dig it? I think five games are shown off, if I'm not mistaken. Five right? games, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. One was, I think, a surprise. Yes, I, I don't think we knew of the Tango one Mm-mm. walking in. I think um, it's called like Hi-Fi, Hi Fi. Hi Fi Rush. Hi-Fi yes, yes, something? yeah. Um, I thought it was a really solid show. All right, I, I, I wasn't a me being nitpicky here. I'm not a huge fan of the aesthetic of it. Oh, really? Of, like, the graffiti and what? I don't know. It just really? didn't, it didn't, it didn't tickle my fancy. I'm, I don't know. I'm surprised because, yeah, High Five Rush is the, is the game. 
uh, because I thought this would be totally your jam because it looked kind of like indie-ish slash double A almost. Yeah, I I don't know. Okay. I, I, I can't yeah. explain why. It just didn't, didn't blow me away. Okay. However, though, I really dug how they... Uh, the the I mean the main reason anyone wants to watch these things is I like the way they presented the games. Mm. I, I I think a lot of people are hit and miss with like the developer interview kind right. of style of things where they game trailer go back to the dev talking playing essentially the same trailer over again and then back to the dev talking blah 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 and th- that usually doesn't work. I feel here it did work. Yeah. I think all the information that they were talking about was new stuff and they showed off the games in great fashion. Uh, I'll be honest though. I did skip past the elder scrolls online thing just because that's I feel like most people mentally did. Um, but I think every, I think Redfall looks awesome. I, I think, um, uh, you know, Forza. Absolutely. I'm intrigued by my Minecraft legends. Um, but like I think the big winner was the Hi-Fi Rush game. Yeah. A game that nobody knew about really. I haven't heard of it beforehand. And the fact that it's out today and it's a Tango Softworks game and it's not a horror game and it looks vibrant and beautiful and beautifully animated like yeah. uh, very music rhythm gameplay heavy style of game which mm-hmm. I dig. Um my so my biggest takeaway from that in itself is i wish every new game was announced that way without any leaks this would be the example of me going to this is why leaks suck yeah. this is why i hate knowing what's coming in a presentation beforehand because yeah. this is a genuine surprise and how like and even if the game didn't tickle your fancy as it definitely yeah. did mine like i think high five rush looks like the it's thing like I want Xbox Overdrive. to do. Yeah. Like yeah. to me, I said in a tweet, I was like, it's like the perfect mix between Sunset Overdrive and like Jet Set Radio. Yeah. And add in mm-hmm. the mechanic of Metal Hellsinger, you, sure. you yeah. have something really special here, I hope. Mm-hmm. So like you're right. I think uh, some of some of them, uh, I, I believe the woman behind the marketing of this game was just like, isn't it awesome that we got to announce this on our own terms? Yeah. Like this is kind of special because of it and i and you're right as as much as like rumors and speculation and that's all fun this was genuine and i think it's it's so hard to say we have to move away from because like as podcasters it's kind of like our bread and butter absolutely right but i think we gotta we have to really learn how to manage expectations better and what gets us excited and i think cheer for those genuine moments rather than trying to find the latest insider scoop. Um, because yeah, these moments feel really, you're right. Like special. Um, but you're right. I, I loved this. I thought it was superb actually. Yeah. Like this is, this is how, this is how you do a show. And how many times have we been saying it? I feel like since we started this podcast where it's like, dude, the thing that Xbox does not know how to do is put on a good show to save its life. You got those four hour Twitch things. Oh, and my God. Finally. I love the indie games. But, but a four hour long thing where it's only like 
a handful of games. Eh, that's a lot. And moving away from like the influencer that like obviously is like, I'm fake genuinely excited about this game. It's like yeah, I'm that's... being paid to talk about these things. <laughs> now here's a question that uh wasn't on the cue cards here. It's like we're moving away from that. This feels genuine. Having the developer on the the theoretical stage here was nice. Um, they're excited about their product. Let them. Yep. Uh, and Redfall, Red Xbox. I'm giving it to you guys. Giving it to you guys. I'm jealous we don't got this. Yeah. This looks fun. So. This looks right up my alley. And yep. Arcane don't miss. So uh, I I doubt Redfall's gonna not miss. I saw some people go. Eh, I wasn't a big fan of the art really? style. Oh yeah. There's some that. things I'm a little reserved about it where like it seems like we'll be fighting the same type of enemies in different areas. Yeah. Like the different mini bosses, whatever they call them, before you get to the vampire gods. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried that it's a little rinse and repeat that way, but okay. I think it looks stellar. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Those environments are beautiful. Ooh, ee, they look nice. And again, classic like arcane level design. Like the levels are really opening up. Even in the little mm-hmm. tutorials, the little mm-hmm. alleyways you get to choose are, are real nice. That that being said though, Kyle, I want to bring this over to PlayStation, right? Because this is where we're now in the console wars. Okay. We're in the we're in the mm-hmm. console war room right now. Okay. Sean's not I'm here, ready. he can't hurt us. Um, <laughs> with his awful takes and really bad opinions. So we got to lay out the battle lines for when we have a state of play, right? Because it has to be better, and it will be better than whatever whatever Xbox showed. Yeah. Because Jimbo, he's fighting for us, so we got to fight for him. You know what I'm saying? Uh (laughs) So what is something that PlayStation can learn from this developer direct? What is some of the takeaways you'd like to see PlayStation either take or, or or avoid oh uh, i mean first and foremost they should take away that these digital presentations exist exist still and are oh. still important uh i'm just saying like where you been playstation um someone said on twitter it's like it's been 500 days since we saw a proper showcase not state of proper play, showcase yeah, showcase yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it hurt my soul <laughs> yes uh i mean the the big thing is and i, I do think Oh, we're acting like we're at PlayStation, right? Yeah, we're we, PlayStation. We, we have PlayStation. What we really do well is yeah. we we lean heavily on the dev side of things yeah. and have them talk about games, which Xbox did on this one. So I would love to see um, – um, why am I blanking on his name? I think his last name is my last name, Stevenson, at Insomniac. Is I think it's – Brian Stevenson? I th- I, is it, it literally Kyle, Kyle Stevenson? No, it's not Kyle Stevenson. <laughs> no, but one of the but st- the game director of Spider Man, right? Yeah. yeah oh, like, Brian Intar. There you go. Gotcha. Intar. Thank you. I don't know why I thought it was Stevenson because it's uh, it's one of their social media leads. But continue. Thank you. Um, yeah, let's have Brian come out here and talk us through Spider Man Two. Let yeah. let's let's have uh I don't know the the head of Blue Point, but let him come out here and let him unveil the thing, and let's really lock down any leaks or anything right because i I, we want to have these moments of hi-fi rush we want genuine excitement it doesn't have to be an out now thing but a a genuine here's what's coming to playstation in the next year and a half because it is very foggy outside of spider-man 2 i know of really nothing next year right other than that uh oh my god that 
Final Fantasy 16? Assassin's Creed-esque Japanese open world Oh, Rise of the Ronin. Yes. I think that is a next year thing. It is a next year Um, thing, yes. But outside of that, and that's not a PlayStation Studios thing, everything's a little foggy. So I I would love to have us to come out here and give a little bit of a couple surprises that are genuine surprises on our terms in a showcase or state of play. Or anything other than a blog post. So what you're telling me is, because I've been watching, and a humble brag, I've watched, uh, maybe this is why I have the migraine, uh, five seasons of Sopranos in the span of a, uh, one and a half weeks. There you um, go. I thought you were going to say one and, a, one and a half days. No, that's I'm why. Like, oh, one Joe, that's a lot of Sopranos. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> um, no, Brings that's me why. back to when I watched like a season of 24 in like two days. In a literal day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. So, you know, do, do we think any any of these leakers need to get whacked? Whacked? No. But okay. I, I I, do feel like... You don't like, want the, the snitch to be swimming with the fishes? No, I would never wish that on anybody. Okay. I do... I want a more... About it. I want more consequences, though. Yeah. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm not at PlayStation anymore. This is me, Kyle, here at the trophy. Hi, yeah. I cannot imagine that these companies, these developers, studios, don't know who's the people that leaked the information. Right? Oh. Like they've got to have some sort of list of I bet who they has have, access or yeah. like I bet they have ideas and like watermarks on certain things that Yeah. That, so I, I So how I understand it, um, it's like certain people have like watermarks on certain things. And what some of these leakers do is they get rid of the watermarks and then put said info out or they get they they talk to their sources going, is this safe to put out here? Because I don't want to leave you high and dry. Mm -hmm. Um, So like there's about a a little bit about communication. It's also and I hate to make this a whole class warfare thing, but um, as I waggle my glasses. It also comes down to some of these people that are um, giving the scoops are underpaid and feel underappreciated. And I, I totally, totally understand that. Yeah, But that, you know, at, and at the same exact time, I understand the frustration. I understand all of that. But it still sucks because you are ruining it for hundreds of people that are working for it, uh, mm-hmm. for working for, for, you know, for this game. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, there's reasons as to why leaks exist. But, yeah, trying to. To, to to get a you know handle on it i feel like is in, important i don't know if it's totally possible though in in the whole thing that said I, I i love what you said earlier about getting the developers to talk about their games more i feel like that's the reason why we love those state of plays where it's like this is all about the last of us or the ghost of tsushima yeah. state of plays those yeah. are so exciting and to just have little mini moments of that sprinkled into a state of play like having instead of the you know bodiless you know engram of a person talking yeah. you have like a developer come in and, and talk about the game so you, you at least you're getting it from them and getting that excitement i yeah. feel like excitement is is palpable and yeah you like know, the 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 first showcase right where they had them talk about ratchet and clank yes and, and how the the riffs work or gran turismo uh, about everything they put into that Park even culture. had um um we just saw him on here uh shinji mikami talk about yeah. ghostwire tokyo during that that 
first showcase. He's like, hey, look, this is a scary game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just little little bits and pieces there. Like a a hype trailer is great. I love a good game trailer. Yeah. Most of the time, though, I want to see the game that I'm actually going to be playing. Now, Kyle, here's my last question for you, as I feel like we've been asking this every other episode now. Oh, boy. Now that we have the Xbox show out of the way. Yeah. What do you think the odds? When are we getting that state of play? You think it's in February? You know what? Let me let me look at the tea leaves. Oh, yeah. Let's look at the tea leaves. What are they hmm. saying? Uh, you got see. leaves in a cup? You're holding a cup it's right a, now. It's a werewolf rising. Oh. Um, it's howling at the moon oh. eastward. Um, I think that all calculates to... I don't know. It's a month and a half. <laughs> I, I have no. Cl- I have no clue anymore. I could have yeah. sworn what we were going to talk about a little bit later. That would have been a state of play. Oh, okay. I could have. I mean, like, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin future conversations yeah. on the show. But like, sooner better than later. Okay, is what I say. You know what? I'm going to say this with confidence and gusto. Yeah, I think we're going to get it uh, in a week or two. Ooh, yes, okay. I'm gonna say with confidence, Gusa. No inside source, no underpaid intern uh, is telling me. The, the, I'm just feeling it in my gut. Why can't I just feel yeah. it in my gut? You know? Yeah. Ooh. All right, Kyle. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> it's before it's time to square up the news. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of housekeeping in there. A, l- a little bit, a little bit. Uh, of course, before we get to the news, I would like to thank our top patrons for the month of January. Uh, newest members, Matt Bio at the Bronze Tier, Brian Holiday X at Bronze Plus, Tino Six Speed at Silver uh, Tier Level, uh, M. Cly underscore H85 at Silver, Baldrin at Silver Plus, and Mitchell Grambling at Silver. Our Platinum producers, Todd Berwitz and Toxic, or Toxic. That wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. Gold members, Brad Fresnel, Brent Gillahan, Brett Griffin, Jedi Messerin, Cowboy Danger D, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Ryuku Kill 90, Sith Lord 92, Spam and Bammon, Steven Flesh, Stribbles of Bits, our Silver Plus members, Awesome Dave, Cypher Primus, Baldrin, uh, Belmadine, Daniel Welsh, Elo 2032, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hide Indoors, Nakachaka, Nakachaka, Katie, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, K Grimm, Lamb Chop 93, Marcus O'Neill, Androzor, Androzor, Astronaut Junior, Rick Arrington, oh, excuse me, Astronaut Junior, not confused with Astronaut Senior, Thank Rick you. Arrington, Dewani Raksha, Aztec King, Robbie Bobby Miller, Brenton Zachary, Brenty Blob, Bubble Boy and Seven, Captain Logan, Final Fan. Final Fan XE or Final Fanix, uh, Hambone, JD Dellinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold ET. Oh, hold on. Stone Cold ET. Tino Six Speed, <laughs> M underscore H85, and Johnson and Sean McKenzie. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Kyle. How'd I do? How'd I do? Honestly, way better than I could have ever done in my whole entire <laughs> life. And I've been doing this for like two years now. <laughs> Let me finish it out. Patreon helps make this show the best show we know how to make and at the same time rewarding you for helping us grow. We have a new episode, or we will have a Patreon exclusive episodes of Road to Greatness where we deep dive into the biggest news releases and games that we missed. So if we ever helped you get through your workday commute or got you through a rough day, it would mean the world if you threw us a buck or two our way on patreon.com slash PS Trophy. 
Bam. Wowie. Kids oh, are goddamn boy. natural. <laughs> Why am I the host? <laughs> you know how everybody's like, AI is going to replace <laughs> us, and I do believe that as well? Yeah. Kyle's going to replace me, guys. <laughs> I'm going to replace everybody. I'm coming for your jobs. <laughs> I got oh, all the time no. in the world. Oh, no. We're just going to see robot Kyles on assembly <laughs> lines. <sighs> all right, Kyle. Physical media. Physical media. <laughs> Physical media. Steelbooks. Mountain Dew. <laughs> Steelbook of Gladiator. <laughs> It is time uh, to square up the news. First bit of news that needs to be squared up has come from uh, Chris Scullion over at BGC. The Last of Us Part 1 sales rise more than 230% in the UK after TV show debut. According to GFK UK box game sales figures, as published by GamesIndustry.biz, the PS5 remake saw a, saw a surge in sales, rising 238% week on week. The spike brought the game back into the UK charts at number 20, while The Last of Us Remastered also returned at number 32 after seeing a similar surge of 322% sales week on week. GFK's figures are only based on physical game sales, so it's not yet known what the impact the HBO series had on digital sales. Now, I want to add here that The Last of Us Episode 2 pulled in a whopping 5.7 million viewers on Sunday night. This is a 22% increase from the series' debut, marking the largest second-week growth for an HBO original drama series in the history of the entire network. Kyle, this is huge. Who would have thought, Joe? Who would have thought? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe just your two friendly neighbors over here at the PS Chauffeur Room. I don't know. Now, here's the thing. Green Gorilla Gamer writes in, just like you can too over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter or at the Discord server. And before I say this, he he gave us an odyssey of a comment and question, but... it do you is, want me to take it? It is so poetic. Yes, please take it away, okay. sir. I, I, I want you to feel sick. Oh, I'm feeling it. Everything's moving. <laughs> uh, Green Gorilla Gamer writes, uh, So I had some friends over this last week and I watched the first episode of The Last of Us. My one friend who I've known for a long time stayed to watch it a second time. After we were done at KHN 1103, told him he shouldn't try playing the game on PS5. We already tried out a couple of games that night, including Ashland's Playroom, so he was intrigued by the DualSense. Now, just for a quick bit of context, him and I have always been opposite sides of the fence. He's an Xbox guy through and through, and I'm a PlayStation guy. So we set it up for him. I did a couple of chores, and he played for well over an hour. I went back downstairs, and after he was done, he looked up at me and said exactly this. Quote, I think I'm going to get a PS5. When I asked him why he said this, he said, this controller is insane. I can't believe this exists. The game is so interesting. This show is one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. I got to convince my mom to get Crave again so I can watch it with her, end quote. I don't know what Crave is, but I agree. Uh, now, at this point, I'm just so damn happy that he's getting a PlayStation, period. Him and I play games the most out of all my friends, but now we can start playing even more because we'll have the same console. He even went so far as to say he might not even play his Xbox other than for exclusives because they don't have the features that PlayStation has. All right, now, but Green all- Girl, I think, you're, I think you're selling it. I think you're <laughs> selling it, Green. You had me until here, but okay, carry on. 
But all that said, I am once again proving all the haters wrong. This is why we needed a remake for The Last of Us. Not only has my friend never played a PlayStation, but he didn't even know what this game really was. Mm. And after watching the show, wanting to play the game right after in the best quality you could, one of my best friends is getting a PS5 to play these exclusives, all because of The Last of Us. <sighs> Broken record. We keep saying it every time <laughs> the show comes up or the remake uh, has been out. This it's is a recent why... game. It doesn't need a remake. Yeah, uh, it's only a second eight one. Oh. Yeah, and oh. and look, I, more people are getting their hands on this IP than ever. Um, fun fact: my mother is totally invested in this show. Um, she loves it episode two had her hooked and the thing you know i i keep telling y'all the the thing that she she loves to do is spoil things for herself for her own anxiety and she's already telling me things of like oh you know this happens you know that happens in part two. Oh, joe how does this come about and i'm like miriam you're ruining it for yourself but mm-hmm. you know to take it all away like my my best friend Amy is in love with this show. My entire coworkers, every time it's like so, like Monday morning, I know I'm gonna have a, a talk with my coworker the day after of like, so uh, those those clickers are something else, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's those conversations you're getting people that have never played a video game before, never played the game before, given PlayStation a chance before. And you're looking at this product through a new lens and saying, well, maybe it's for me, mm-hmm. you know? And I want to ask you this, uh, this question to you, Kyle. Do you think PlayStation strategy is working? Do you, do you see what they've been, that they've been at it, where it comes from like PlayStation productions is out now. We're having uncharted two, sorry, uncharted uh, movie. It's, it did well, though. I think the movie's fine. It's fun time. It's good time. You're having yeah. the Last of Us show come out, and it's breathing new life into the series and into this franchise. Are we trying to, or are we starting to see where PlayStation might be getting at with, hey, let's go and make something. Our stories are good. Let's go make some transmedia, and it bounce back and translate into sales of the game. Yeah, so far I think they're they're two for two. Yeah. I, I I don't want people to go in and expect that every PlayStation Productions uh you know transmedia thing is going to be an Oscar or Emmy nominated thing. Sure. Because it's not going to be. Uncharted is a action flick mm-hmm. of a game, and that's what we got in a movie. It's just a good fun time eating your popcorn and just relaxing. Yeah. The Last of Us as a game and show is a tense narrative driven, you know, up close and personal kind of story. Right. Uh, Gran Turismo is the one that we're a little iffy about, right? Don't know how that's going to translate, but God of War as well. Like that's going to be very intense narrative driven type of thing. So I, I do think they are picking the right IP to start it off with. For the and most I, part, because there are some the questionable ones, right? Like Days Gone, rumor has it's getting a movie. In oh, I mean, what we've already gotten. Oh, okay, right? fair no, enough. Yeah, not not things that have already come out yet, because I I don't want to. Uh, oh my god, what's the word I'm looking for? Overstate. 
perhaps. I, I don't want to base it on things that we don't have an experience. Oh, fair enough. So like the things that we have experienced, I think they're nailing it. And I do think it works in a really great way that it's getting games out to a broader audience. Yeah. I there, think- there's only, I there's only like so much. This is uh dumb me talking. Sure. There's only so much growth. I feel like uh video game video games can make because it's all it's like parents talking to their kids about games mm-hmm. or going to school and hearing about the newest games. But right. outside of that, like if you have no experience with games at all, oh, I see what, what is the, what say. is the way for them to grab them in? That's right. you know, there's an HBO show based on this thing. Hey, let's go watch this cool action flick in the theater. Oh, and it just so happens to tie into it. It's a video game as well. So like, if you love it that much, then here experience the original or experience the next game or whatever. Yeah. And it, and it trickles down to the, the IP itself. Like for example, you know, cyberpunk edge runners that did extremely well. And then it blew up in terms of, you know, cyberpunk sales. People were invested in the show. So they got invested in the game. Arcane had a, bump too right oh yeah god what i think a that great, got a bump too what yeah, a great yeah. show so yeah like you're right i think it breeds breathes second wind into these games where when you take a look at what playstation does it's narrative driven single player you know games with for the most part no microtransactions so how do you get second wind into a product or more eyes on a product usually it's through sales but now you get yeah, this popular TV show. So it's starting for me to open my eyes to the fact of, oh, okay, I may not be a fan of this Horizon remake, but maybe mm-hmm. it does make sense and maybe it doesn't have to be for me that this lines up to when and around the Horizon show comes out. So now you have the IP looking the best it possibly can for newcomers coming in. So now you have two current generational defining games right there for you that it, it, it can help transition newcomers too. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think this is adds second life into these games, and it introduces more people, the broader audience, to games as a whole. Even if it's just like, hey, I'm going to go buy The Last of Us merch, all the way to, like, I love this show so much, I'm going to go out there and buy a PS5, like Green Gorilla Gamers, yeah. fake friend at this point. I, I need proof. I need proof. Maybe blood. I don't know. Don't. <laughs> Don't, but, that's but, a migraine but, talking. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Don't send blood to Joe uh-uh. at 513. No. <laughs> um, uh, I think, you know, in another weird way, it's a very small thing. Yeah. But like, you know, kids at Christmas time or birthdays, like, oh, get me, I don't know, an Uncharted t shirt. Yeah. And parents were like, what the hell is an Uncharted? Yeah. I'm not doing it. I, I'm speaking from experience. My parents are like, no, I'm not going to buy you anything about a game. Where am I even going to find that? You're gonna, probably going to find it at your Target or your Walmarts yeah. or like last was branded things now. And there's probably going to be Gran Turismo things, the God of War stuff and the more of the mainstream kind of thing. So yeah. just opening up that world. Yeah. To a new facet of gamers. I love to see yeah. it, especially seeing how good this gosh dang show is. I'm oh, so happy to oh. see it. That said, Kyle, let's transition into something that. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about uh, the Forspoken Review Roundup, and uh, all thanks to Open Critic. That's where we're getting all this from. Uh, currently on Open Critic, Forspoken sits at 
a 69. Take it away, Kyle. Top marks over at IGN gave it a 60. Forspoken's flashy combat and parkour can be fun, but they aren't enough to make its cliche story and bare bones open world very interesting to explore. Michael Damiani over at Easy Allies gave it an 8. Go Kyle watch your Hilliard. video, they're great. Yeah, go watch. Oh, Easy Alleys are fantastic. Kyle Hilliard at Game Informer gave it a 7.5. Forspoken story and combat failed to reach the heights of its movement and exploration, but thankfully those two latter elements make up most of the experience. And Jordan Ramey gave it a 5 out of 10 from GameSpot. Forspoken is visually stimulating and a musical delight, but boring combat, poor characterization, and loose movement mechanics make for a mediocre experience. Ooh-wee. Uh, so reviews are kind of all over the place here. Um, they're not glowing, but like I've seen from highs of like 8.5 to lows of like GameSpot's five, um, from and community members loving it. Our, so there are a bunch of our community members who are absolutely loving this game. And, and that's so awesome to hear. I've seen a lot yeah. of people going like, listen, this ain't going to win game of the year awards, but it's a fun time. Yeah. Um, you know, I played the demo and I found it a little bit cumbersome, a little bit obtuse in terms of control. Um, I felt the interactions between Faye and the cuff were a little bit too much. And I get it. There is a, something in the settings where you can tune them out. But if on the, the and I think Mick, the, the nanobiologist, actually said this perfectly on Twitter. It's just like if at the start, at the jump, it's annoying at a narrative point, it's kind of a failure. Right. Like if we have to adjust it in the settings, that's not great. Um, But that being said, though, I think a lot of people said the demo didn't do this game justice because it drops you in mid game where, you know, you couldn't, you know, it it was a little bit daunting where it's everything at once. It's not ramping you up, getting used to the movement and then the combat. Like it's everything all at once and figuring it out. And You know, from what I understand, too, the first hour a bit slow, but it gets progressively a whole lot better uh, in the the latter early halves of the game. That being said, though, I want to talk about the conversation around this game, because unfortunately we couldn't get a code. And, you know, just uh, for us, it's about transparency. You know, we reached out. We didn't get it. It happens. Um, I try to reach out to other creators and for spoken uh square enix very conservative when it comes to handing out reviews for certain games they were conservative about this one so we couldn't find anyone in a timely manner that could sit down and review it with us but i would say check out miles dompierre's uh review on his channel because uh, he does a fantastic job so that being said the conversation around this game kyle has been just super toxic the past 24 hours i hate it why do you think that is because you know you know what you you get to the first question here and i'll and i'll get to a reply that we had an interesting back and forth from from two community members that again because it's our discord and we're amazing we're we're great at being civil about things but Mm -hmm. uh take it away kyle yeah, Cling, Clearwing XYZ writes, Hello guys, I hope you are well. For a while now, there has been a, an uptick in negativity and general glee when a game does poorly, especially when it features women or BIPOC characters. With the discussion and Forspoken, do you think there is a way to break this mindset, or do we just have to live with it? Thank mm. you both. And then the Moffatmon replies, uh, Kevin Ainsworth, uh, he says, I've seen some people on Twitter say this. Do you 
people really think the game is getting bad reviews because the main character is a female or a person of color. Just recently, Death uh, Deathloop's two main characters are also people of color, and that was up for Game of the Year considerations. Tomb Raider always receives incredibly well. Control was reviewed incredibly well. I don't think that's the case. I want to know, not to say what you, you think with two white dudes talking about yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, like, for me, I didn't see... I didn't see the the reaction of like, oh, this is a black female lead, so I hate this game on my Twitter feed. Um, not to say anything about you, Clear Wings. Um, yeah. But I, I didn't see that. I just saw a lot of the dialogue being cringy. And I think on that aspect, though I concede in some certain parts of the game, there were other parts that some YouTubers were trying to put out there going, Oh, this is some really bad, cringy dialogue, right, guys? Um, and I was just like, "No, nah, this is that's fine." It's fine. Yeah. I think Brittany Baumbacher goes, "This is actually a scene where this this is the exact same reaction I would have." So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I I want to know what your thoughts are around this game and why the the conversation is is so toxic. I I think a lot of it has to do with part of what Clearwing was saying mm -hmm. of, I think a lot of social media just in general loves cheering things that does poorly mm. and get a kick out of making fun of something that isn't a breath of the wild right? or, 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 or a score that gets above an 80 something. Like I, I, there's some weird thing that they get off about like, Oh, I'm gonna make fun of this thing where they probably have never even played it or experienced the full scene, mm -hmm. right? Like you mentioned, Brittany Brombacher saying, "Like, yeah, that's how I would react in that situation." And I have not played the game yet. I tried the demo out, and I was a little turned off by it. But mm -hmm. also, I heard the things of like, yeah, they do a better job in the full game of onboarding Introducing you, you. To yeah, do everything. Um, but uh, from the get go, I'm like. Most of that dialogue to me just makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're this girl that got taken out of a New York City or something, and you're in this fantasy world with dragons. Yeah. Like her saying, is that an effing dragon in the trailer? I absolutely adored that. Yeah. That's such a real, genuine reaction. If you get dropped into some place and there's a dragon breathing fire, oh, like, oh, oh, cool. Yeah where, yeah, where can I go get a Snapple? Like, no, that's not <laughs> what's happening. You're going to be like, oh, holy crap. So, like, I... I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel like people are, they're harsher on things than they need to be. Part yeah. of me wants to be like, well, then you go write it and do a better job. A part right? of me thinks that <laughs> too. Yeah. Like for me, a, a, another part of it is the, the console war bull, bull, yeah, yeah. You know, bull yeah. crap that we see a lot. It's like, well, <laughs> high on life got a six guys. And then like, this gets a six as well. And they're like, well, most Xbox games actually it's like, yeah, stop. I, I think, yeah, there's, uh, we like to dramatize a lot. Um, we like to overreact a ton. Um, and when it comes to these conversations that are more nuanced, we love to take things out of context. Yeah. That being said though, I, I mean, I, I do think what clear wings is saying as well. I, again, I, I, I'm not a person of color, but I could see like, yeah, why, I, I didn't see I didn't see as much questioning of some like 
writing for games like Outriders, right? Um, but at the same exact time, like it is, it is a growing pain that I hope we are trying and doing our best to overcome. So for me, I, I I bet that there are there is an essence of what Clear Wings is saying is correct because oh, you're right. Like yeah, there is some bad writing in a lot of games, and why is it highlighted here? I do think though, for the majority of it, it's because it's tied to PlayStation. It's an exclusive deal by PlayStation. Ergo, we're gonna have Xbox fanboys all over this, just like with High on Life, right? Mm-hmm. High on Life comes out. Um, it, there's some cringy dialogue to it. PlayStation fanboys come out and go, "This sucks. Yeah. This is stupid." They make a poo poo joke, like none of that. Yeah, it's it's just it's just childish. So I think I, a, I, I've also heard it for years as a Borderlands fan. Yeah. Like, people love to shit on Borderlands because yeah. of the writing. I love it because it fits that world. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not going to go into Borderlands expect, like, Shakespearean monologues from these characters. <laughs> I would hate that. I want to see them be dumb and creepy. Craig the whatever. Psycho. <laughs> exactly. That's hitherto and dreamt of. Blood. <laughs> yeah. Where art thou, me gun? Um, like, I... To me, none of the dialogue I've seen from Forspoken, I've not once ever cringed at. Yeah, okay. I'm like, okay, cool. It's just like you, real people. It's hard to write real people in anything. Sure. Yeah. Like it's it's an incredibly difficult job. It's that just, being said, yeah. though, I am now that I've seen so much vitriol and like whatever about it, I am way more curious to jump in and actually give this a go. Um, so if finances look right in the, in the foreseeable future and like, you know, there's yeah. a sale on this game, I'll definitely try it out, but please don't. I, I saw people even talk like talking trash to the community manager on no, the community stop. manager's appreciation day of all days. Uh. You choose that type of violence, like behave, act like civil adults. Let's not act like children. I don't need to speak to the community like that. Cause y'all are amazing, but yeah. like the outside gaming community needs to really relax and that's why i love our community so much because we can have these civil conversations with each other yeah. you know and again i beg those people who complain about it go freaking do it yourself go do it yourself <laughs> you know, right? go, go ahead i think yeah. i said something to the effect of like we could be critical of a game but we can also do it respectfully and not be a d-bag yeah so you know don't don't be a dick, man. People wrote this. People put their heart and their soul into this. Also, and yeah, yeah, some people just did it for a paycheck. But like, people's livelihoods are on the line, man. At also, least put, put, put have that type of silver lining in there of like, yeah. oh yeah, someone that worked on this game is going to be watching my reactions to it. So maybe I don't want to act like yeah. a twelve-year-old. Also, don't bring in other IP to make your point to yourself valid. I've yeah. seen so many things like. Oh yeah, that's like a Marvel line of dialogue. Oh, that Marvel's, is so Marvel's always been bad. Yes. I'm like, get Shut out of here up. with that. You're, you're gonna tell brilliant. me you're not gonna go to the theater and enjoy a Marvel movie? Go, get out of here. Go, go to Whatever. go back to Starbucks. Write your goddamn screenplay. You unimaginable. While you wrap the scarf around your neck another three I times. I saw like, that. Get and wanna, I, it's like a bad. It's it's like when they all freaked out when when uh, when. What was it? Uh, Vision had the line of like, "What is grief but love persevering?" Oh, absolutely! Everybody's yeah. like, I can't believe this came from a Marvel flick. It's like maybe because they're actually written well. Maybe, maybe that's why people watch them. You know, mm, if 
weren't written well, they wouldn't have made billions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They wouldn't resonate with millions of people. Yeah. Oh, go, go. Would you? Those people are the worst. You know what's written poorly? Morbius. <laughs> you know, right? It's Not Morbin the MCU. Time. That's yeah. right. Go enjoy that timeline of that Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Go. You know what? All those people, go watch a Morbius. Go watch a, a Venom. Venom. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then come back to me and you're going to be so goddamn appreciated. You Scorsese <laughs> wannabe. All right. Some, some, there's some weird fascination. This is a whole different Please. rant. My head there's is a, pounding, but this is worth it. This is a weird fascination of people not wanting to admit that they like traditionally quote unquote childish things. Sure. Like, they're like, oh, I'm a grown-up, you know? I drink coffee, I go to work in my car or whatever. I don't play those silly video games. They're for kids. Yeah. I don't want to watch a movie about a guy dressed up in a costume. That's for that's for, yeah. that's for my, my cousin or whatever. I watched Moneyball and, this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. My finances are all set in a row. You know, I'm going to go to Ibiza on vacation that's next right. week. Like, I don't... Enjoy what, if it brings you joy, what does it matter? This weekend, I'm going to a regal theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch one of those uh, fandom events of an opera <laughs> at a movie theater. That's yes. what I'm going to go see. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. God damn. Just let people enjoy things. Stop Just Stop please. being a. Stop being Dingus. an Andrew Tate, please. Just For the seriously. love of God. Oh, that guy's face. Uh. Oof. All right, Kyle, it is time for our next bit of news. Would you like to read the the title here, Kyle? I absolutely would love to. <laughs> uh, this list is made by Push Square. PlayStation VR 2 launch titles are here, baby! Kyle, 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 I got my PSVR reservation, and I have now made it my entire personality! <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, I finally did it. I found a loophole. I was able to get myself that a PlayStation. That worked once. It was a one and done thing. It was a one and done. And then they 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 did the same thing to that account that they did to the prior one. I but I don't understand. I don't understand either. But then I get an email from Direct PlayStation. Kyle, I didn't have to Karen. They go, hey, we fixed your issue. And I said, thank you, Erica, from PlayStation. You're a real one. Did she say what it was? No, but I'll take it that it's fixed. Okay, you you need to give me Erica's details yeah. so I can send her an email myself. My boy needs your help. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, amazing, and it That's gets great. me so excited because you know the one thing that I wanted to talk about this week was the uh, PlayStation um, DualSense Edge controller. Didn't get those in. That's fine. But listen, yeah. hey, Odell. You work at PlayStation now. There's got Odell, be. congratulations, Odell. Yeah, first off, congratulations. Look at us. Amazing. There's a first off. There's a pattern here. Every person we have on the trophy room as a guest, their dreams dreams get achieved. For example, and I'm not saying that we had a major part to play in Blessing becoming one of the kind of funny hosts, <laughs> but we definitely had a role. Right, yep. Jonathan Dornbush. Who knew who he was until he was on our show? Now right. working at Naughty Dog. And right? Alex Van Aken, like now, what game? What's what's a game informer? Now we know, uh, yeah. you know, Odell now working at PlayStation. They have to have one of those lying around, Odell, right? <laughs> I'm not saying steal on your first day, but maybe steal on the also, second. Also, like, hey, Odell, yeah, if you could just you know slip the trophy room in any like influencer <laughs> or, or content reach out. I wish that's how that worked. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, whoops. 
<laughs> oh, how did I drop this year? Oh, man. Two of the best co- podcasters on I PlayStation? Know. I know. Oh, boy. How did that happen? So weird. Oh, well. But, uh, well, send uh, Odell a shirt. <laughs> Just says, hey, have you heard of these trophy room guys? <laughs> All right. So that said, I got a PlayStation VR 2. Now Wait. I am fully, uh, dude, I am fully engorged. First of all, oh, oh, I actually don't know if I like that word. Mm, well, <laughs> uh, and now I'm just like, I am devouring any type of like PlayStation VR 2 like breakdown that I can get because it's now become a reality. I can touch it. Who? Mm-hmm. So we have a list 34 games. I don't want to name them here, of, or maybe you want, do you want to name thir- all 34 games coming? launch window to the PlayStation VR 2? Yeah, to let people know, and then we can pick out our highlights. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to list all 34 games coming to the PlayStation VR 2 as a launch window game. Not Mm -hmm. day one. Not day one. launch window, whatever it is. First, what is it? 60 days to the PlayStation VR 2. Kyle, take it away. Like we said before, this list is made by Push Square, so if anything's missing... Go yell at Sammy Barker. Yeah. Not me. Uh, <laughs> 2MD VR Football Unleashed All Star, uh, After the Fall, Altair Breaker, Cities VR Enhanced Edition, Cosmonious High, Creed Rise to Glory Championship Edition, Demio, Discronia Kronos Alternate, uh, Fantavision 22X, Gran Turismo 7, Hello Neighbor Search and Rescue, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Kayak VR Mirage, Kizuna A. Is it AI? Kazuna yep. AI, Touch the Beat, Moss, oh, Moss no. Book 2, NFL Pro Era, No Man's Sky, Pavlov VR, Pistol Whip, Puzzling Places, Resident Evil Village, Res Infinite, Song of the Smoke Rekindled, Star Wars, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, Enhanced Edition, Swordsman VR, Synth Riders Remastered Edition, Tetris Effect Connected, The Dark Pictures Switchback VR, The Last Clockwinder, The Light Brigade, The Tale of Ango- Anogoro, Tentacular, What the Bat, and Zenith, The Last City. Ooh-wee, that's a whole lot of games. That's a lot. Uh, Vision. that was a PS2 game, if I'm not mistaken, right? You are correct. Finally coming back to the PS5 and now PlayStation yeah. VR 2. I've heard nothing but really good things about it from what my mind is trying is, to though. tell me. I believe it's a puzzle game. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, pretty rad. So, first and foremost, Kyle, how do you feel about the launch window list? A lot of people say... Oh, these are a lot of PSVR one games. So, like, why should I be excited? Oh yeah. Also, I have a separate image up. The job simulator games are also there. Oh, ooh wee. Job Excellent. and vacation. Um, I don't mind having PSVR stuff on here. Right. VR is a special thing where they need as many games to showcase why it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm loving that Moss is uh, the first Moss is there along with Book Two. Yeah, I'm loving that the the Alchemy Labs who's has three games in this launch launch window: it's Job Simulator, Vacation Simulator, and Cosmonious High. Like, I'm loving this. Yeah, uh, it's a great thing. Oh, there's a couple others on here. I don't think I said Thumper, which oh, was wow. PSVR one, and yeah. um, The Walking Dead Retribution. You're right, correct. Is another one. And so that said, I could read this question, so you don't have to. Don't yeah. worry, don't worry. Stingray X writes in, what's your most wanted PlayStation VR 2 game that is not announced yet? By the way, Joe, 
Congrats on nabbing the headset. Take care, guys. Thank you. Nice. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait to get headshotted in VR. <laughs> you know, to experience uh, that haptic thing. feedback. That's right. Treat me like Polly <laughs> from season three, you know? Oh, boy. Oh, spoilers. Oh, <laughs> Um, I've been watching there's... Real Talk. I've been watching so much Sopranos that oh, it's becoming a part of me, and I hate it. <laughs> oh, I'm man. sorry. But Kyle, yeah. Uh, do you want to go back and forth of like your five games that you're excited for? Like you know, I oh, say one, sure. you say one. Do you yeah. do you have an answer for Stingray though? Because Stingray is saying a game that has not been announced for VR yet. Oh, what's oh that's not been announced yet, yeah. dude. I think the easy that's one. A, I mean, Half Life Alex is right? Half Life Alex. Yeah, L- let's let's give it a go. Let's let yeah. let it rip. Uh, and but, I, I I think the other one was announced, but I don't think it's Sludge Window is Beat Saber. Yes, like that's a, Jim that's Ryan himself went on stage it's... and said, "You know, Beat Saber's coming." Now, is it going to be? A, I hope like the complete oh, edition. Wow. Like here's Beat Saber. Oh. You know, we know you bought because there's so many tracks that are then trapped on PSVR one. I feel like that's going to be a very messy scenario uh, when it comes to like how they're going to treat DLC, because some games like Pistol Whip are a free upgrade. But there are also, you know, we got uh, the enhanced developers of Tetris Effect and Res going, hey, listen, $10 fee to upgrade. In fact, they prefer it that way. Because they, they say, hey, it, it gives us money. <laughs> so yeah. we actually like that. We have the, the opportunity to kind of charge again because this mm-hmm. took money to make, yeah. um, which is an interesting take. And honestly, an, an honest one. But yeah, I would say the easy answer is Half-Life Alex for me, for sure. And that's that's the thing I want to get better at is understanding what is out there in the VR space. It's been such a long time since I've really been in it from VR one okay. that I just don't know what game is out there that has it, that hasn't been announced for VR two yet. Mm. Mm. Fair enough. Like there was a, there was a really cool thing in VR one, which I don't know why they stopped it. Tell me um, where you got to, experience like nfl games or wwe pay-per-views in vr like on the ring posts of the ring or like in the front row that i i really dug and then yeah. it just went away or like stopped back. like i want some of that kind of experience experience would be cool um also uh the alchemy lab games the simulator games are yes. also a free upgrade if you're already excellent. owning them in vr one excellent that's really that's that's pretty darn those rad. games are mwah. Now my left eye is 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 yelling at me right now, Kyle. So I okay. got half of that answer, but with respect, I'm letting you know because my head's about of to course. explode. That said, I'm gonna talk to you with my eyes closed now. Yeah. What are your top five games that you're most excited for for PlayStation VR two? And let's take it like one at a time. Like you do yeah. one game, I do another. Okay. Game. Go for it. Um, uh, a one that also was not on the list that uh, Push Square put out. Uh, before your eyes, um, hmm. it's also in the launch window lineup uh, image. That That's the one at. every time you blink, right? The the game. Yeah, so it's an indie game I played. I don't know if it was last year or twenty twenty one, 
it, it, it is an emotional game where the camera well, I played on PC tracks your eyes. And every mm. time you blink, it's a new scene, right? Oh, so that the would whole, piss me off. The whole thing is you are experiencing a very life altering, altering moment, okay. life changing moment. Um, and you're seeing the journey of these characters as they're dealing with very serious things. Mm. And every time you blink is a new moment, a new memory. Um, and so what if you change. blink a lot? Like everything changes? Oh, those scenes go quick. Oh, wow. Oh, those no. scenes go quick. Oh, um, that's going to hurt my eyes. It's going to give me eye strain. It It is, sure. Okay. But you know what is going to happen is you're going to need some like tissues, paper towels to wipe off those lenses because it is emotional. Yeah. Uh, it, it's very, very emotional. It's a beautiful game. And I'm so excited. It's I'm going to play it again in VR because okay. it was so so important to me when i played it uh it's a very very good game uh the first game that i'm gonna call out is actually moss book 2 i loved moss one it's one of my favorite psvr one games i'm actually gonna go back and probably play moss one i'm gonna finish moss one because i had that glitch that wouldn't let me progress yeah yeah same here right and um and then go and, and, and beat Moss Book 2. I yeah. cannot wait to play those games. Yeah. I, I love that gosh darn little rodent. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm in it. I'm in it. What about you, Kyle? What's uh, your number four? All right. All right, sports fans. Here we go. Oh, boy. I'm so excited for NFL Pro Era. Like, you yeah. have no idea. I've seen the commercials for the Quest version of this game where you are – a quarterback on an NFL team and you're just throwing it to the receivers in a real game. And like, I love the, I'm going to enjoy that feeling of being on the field and having a stadium full of people in VR mm-hmm. screaming and yelling. And and like, as a, Oh my God, this sounds so bad. I oh just no. cringed before I said say it. it, just say it as a former athlete, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, take it back. <laughs> I was though. I played basketball and baseball for ten years. Okay. Um, I miss I miss in you know playing sports in front of a crowd. Okay. So like having that having that feeling again is uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. I hope it's good. <laughs> I love you. Like I hate them saying this <laughs> because I instantly thought of the guys like you know I was a little league all star. <laughs> yeah. I was a little league catcher, so yeah, I understand you- the game. Uh, <laughs> I mean, trust me, I have the same stories. I say them sometimes, but like, I cringe every time. Uh, I want to give. So here's another one that it got delayed, I think, to March 16th around there. Uh, but Dark pic- Pictures, the Switchback VR. Dude, Russia Blood was such a great arcadey, like, just shoot 'em up game. And to see them coming back and now with the Dark Pictures. Uh, games as well i can't wait to see what they do how they iterate and how they incorporate the dark pictures games into this game like is this going to be one little homage is it going to be its own thing i don't know but i remember russia blood being something that was really fun to me and also funnily enough uh, or funny enough really scary and so I, I've played a little bit of it. But now that I feel like I'm getting my wits about me, I feel like I could tackle the Dark Pictures Switchback VR and, and yeah, 
experience those headshots. They're probably chainsaws to the face, one would assume, with that haptic VR headset. Oh, my God. <laughs> that doesn't make your migraine worse, talking about it wanting to experience vibrations in your head. Who knows? Maybe the, maybe they're good vibrations. Good vibrations. Yeah. <laughs> What's your next game, Kyle? What's your number three pick? Uh, Kind of sort of another sporty one. Go for it. What the bat? I don't know if you ever played What the Golf on mobile. Yes. Yeah, or what seen the it, bat yes. yeah, what the bat is similar. Um you have bats for hands and swing through silly it's just a bunch of mini games. Or you're you're swinging through things. You're trying to cook, you're trying to clean, but you have bats for hands. Nice. Like it it's just gonna be a fun little thing, which I think is some of my favorite things to do in VR. Mm. It should just goof around and do silly stuff. Yeah, I like I like the VR games where it's just like, we get it, this concept's ridiculous, and we're yeah. going to play with that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a, like a tentacle-or. Tentacle-or. Yeah. Tentacular. Um, tentacular. There you go. Um, like, I love the aesthetic. It already has me that it's made by, um, by Devolver, where you're like a tentacle monster, but you're kind of like helping around the town. Yeah. Something like and you're solving puzzles. It kind of also gave me ghost giant vibes as well. Ooh, so yeah. that's why I'm I'm put with more zany and off off the chain. Um Tentacular is is, yeah. is what I'm gonna give props to and on, on that same vein, I love Alchemy Labs. I love the simulator games. I'm equally as stoked for Cosmonius High, which is another one of their games. Oh really? Yeah, that's their that's their new VR game. Okay. The, well, New wish. It was on Oculus last year, but now it's finally coming up. Tell me about it, because it looks a little maybe too whimsical. I hate to say kid. Too whimsical? Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, let me pull up the thing. Oh, you're uh welcome to Cosmonius High, an alien high school that's definitely completely free of malfunctions. Uh-huh. After crash landing your way into a memorable first day, you'll unlock powers, explore the halls, and discover the source of malfunctions to save the school from cosmic chaos. It okay. it looks like the simulator games, like oh, wow. gameplay wise. Yeah. Um. And this is this is something you think the girls are gonna really like as well? Oh my god, yes! I ab- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This absolutely. Yeah, this looks like right up their alley. This is pretty cool. Oh yeah. It's pretty yeah, yeah. Neat they don't out. miss. That's another dev where like they make pretty stellar things in VR, yeah. and they know what they're doing. I trust them implicitly. Fair enough. Um, I want to give a, a big shout out to Demio. Uh, this is a game that has taken a whole lot of Oculus fans by storm. And this is something that I'm excited to experience as a PlayStation fan, because from what it's been sold to me, Kyle, is that this is a legit just tabletop RPG in VR. And you're a dungeon crawler. Yeah. And you're in a party with your friends. And I think just by that alone, like literally rolling the dice and just moving guys across the dungeon. I don't know why, but that has me really hooked. So I, I gotta say, Demio is is definitely the one that I'm probably uh, the most excited to to get my hands on to truly experience what this game really is. What about you? It's le- it's legit, almost like my dream VR game mm-hmm. that I pitched on the show a long time ago, where. You play Dungeons and Dragons with your adventuring party in VR. Yeah. And, and, and that's what Demio, from what I know of it, seems like what it is. And 
that is extremely exciting to me. Yep. Like getting uh, to see you're actually like rolling the dice, picking the cards yeah, and seeing what character yeah. you're going to use it on. Like that really excites me. Anybody who doesn't know what this is, please check it out because it looks yep. really cool. Mm-hmm. This, this is like what I, it's a game that when I, I look at it, I'm like, this is what Teenage Joe would totally be all about. If if I was a teenager in this day and time, Demio would I'd be all over it. Like yeah. This would be my Warcraft. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I have one more. Oh, please go for it. Uh, one that won, according to uh, the Steam page, won best VR game of last year. Oh, uh, okay. A couple of times. Um, the last Clockwinder, where it is a puzzle game, but you will play as a uh, robot. Mm-hmm. And every move you do, your clones mimic you. So you have to figure out a way to solve the puzzle while making sure the clones follow what they have to do, but they're all following your. It's like an asymmetrical, like, oh, God, there's been a few games that like do this asymmetrical multiplayer where you perform an act, your clone then performs the act, and then yeah. your clone's clone will perform a different act, and you have to work and kind of solve a puzzle in tandem with your previous movements. Yes. And that is super crazy to from, me. From my understanding, that is kind of what this is. Yeah. And okay. I'm very down for it. Well, I got one more, too. Pistol Whip, it. dude. Yeah. Pistol Whip looks freaking awesome. This is this is uh it, what what it seems like because I've not got my hands on it. But like this is just like a runner John Wick meets like synth it, like eighties aesthetic, mm-hmm. and you're just running and gunning. <laughs> so like right off the bat, like it it looks awesome. I love I love the music to this. I love the action. I love a good shooter in VR. So this is definitely one I'm gonna have. A whole lot of fun with, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Kyle, you want to say the last one together? You want, you uh, want to say the one that we're most excited for together oh, in unison? Yeah. yeah, go for it. Right. Three, two, one. Horizon, Horizon Call, Call of the, the Mountain. Nailed <laughs> it. Perfection. I mean, come on. Come on. Looks great. Did you get the bundle with the game as well? Of course. I'm a t- yeah. Look yeah. at me, Kyle. You think I'm smart <laughs> with my money? No. I, I admittedly am a little bit worried because I have not played a very action-heavy game in VR before. Fair. I'm every, a little worried. Every action game like Super Hot, there's yeah. been a time stops if you don't move kind of thing. Right. So I'm a... I'm a apprehensive as to because we love horizon yeah that gameplay is fast and frenetic yeah and i don't know if i can keep up in vr but i can't wait to just look around and be in this these landscapes there that's is, what i'm very excited about there is one thing that concerns me here first off every person that's gotten off of this uh this game like Ooh, gotten the, off. Who? <laughs> oh my god what's happening <laughs> is <laughs> this is why playstation does not talk to us um they, they get You're off the headset. Me, I, I know I am. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, when they get off the headset, they're just like, this is it. This is the game. Um, th- this is going to be the system seller. And I think this is going to be our akin to, you know, we, we have Half-Life Alex at home type of game. The only thing that I've seen that concerns me, and I hope that you can change this in the settings, is movement. 
because we have analog sticks now, but we don't use them. In in this game, you move your hands like this, like like you were running. And I get why you're doing that. It's to convey the motion, but that concerns me for like pinpoint accuracy of where I'm running and where I'm turning. And doing this motion is I'm I'm I get it. VR is not a, very accessible, but like I don't think I can do that waving my arms around like a fool for for that long. So for me, that's Fair. that's my only concern. But other than that, everyone's saying this is it. This is the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. PSVR 2, it's a thing. It exists. And Kyle, there is one last question that I I, I want you to to tackle because I I feel the same here. Go for it. Sure. Sertorius7 writes, hello, gents. First of all, congrats on the Game of the Year episode. It was great to listen to it. And as someone who admittedly and regretfully took the Ragnarok versus Elden Ring debate too seriously, I appreciated Joe's take at the end. Uh, My question is this. With less than a month to go before PSVR 2 launches, Sony has yet to give us a showcase, state of play, and does not seem to be putting its advertising muscle behind it yet. Even as not all units have been sold out, is Sony sending the PSVR 2 out to die at this point? If not, why such a muted launch? I own a PSVR 1 and remember the launch as an event that I was sad to miss out on because I couldn't afford the unit at that time. Also, complete aside, I'm okay with bleeping out the word Game Pass every time it is said. <laughs> First off, I gotta give props to Sertonius, right? Because he has to get, he ha- they, I don't know, I don't know what you are, but like, they gotta, they gotta get through me, you know? They got a muscle through me, and I, I appreciate that, um, and I appreciate the respect of which you, you, you've you've given it. Um, I, but I feel the same way here, man. I, same. I'm just. I'm so afraid they're doing another Vita. Yeah, low effort. Let's toss this out on such a promising thing. And, and, it, and part of me is like, this is the second one, so that nervousness shouldn't happen. Yeah. Because it could have been a one-on-done PSVR one, and then that's it. But the fact they went all in, it, it seems like it is a high-end version of VR. It's one of the best ones. But I still feel so scared of investing so much of my money that I don't have into <laughs> this peripheral right. if they're just going to, like, every once in a while, show it some love. Yeah, I, I mean... And I think that's why there's so much apprehension on it is because they're, they're I think they're too quiet on it. Um, yeah. The fact that like there are so many games we were discovering while we we're talking about our, our, our favorite games for PSVR. It, it, I'm maybe another reason why PlayStation doesn't talk to us. It's a failure on their part because to me, it's just like there are so many good games here. A blog post doesn't do it justice. On the other hand, I do think they know what VR is at this point. And who it is for, and by targeting a, you know, this is a premium headset, sadly, with a wire, but they are targeting a premium crowd with it, that when you take a look at the sites that are getting access to this headset, it is the VR enthusiasts. So that's the target audience that they're going for. I still don't think that we're in a stage where VR is going to be widely accepted by a wider audience. And I think you're seeing a lot of companies pour money into the technology so that we could eventually get there. And I think that's why we're seeing a premium headsets like the PSVR 2, like the weird you know, Meta Quest 5 
whatever it's called now. Um, I think that's why we're getting those things um, because they want to push the tech further so that they can shrink it down and make it in mass for the one day when the mass audiences get these, these products. But I'm apprehensive too, and I'm getting this thing. Uh, and look, I know, I know someone wrote in the other week. It's just like, Hey, there's actually 72 games out here. It's like, why don't we know that? Yeah. Um, so I think PlayStation needs to be a good shepherd here and and showcase so, so many of these games because we're talking to so many PSVR devs right now. They're so ecstatic for their products. They want to show them. Um, so let's let's do it. Let's let's show them, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So my frustration's there and I will be. How about that? You get half of it. So you assume. It, it took me way too long to figure out what he censored in his <laughs> message. Like, what curse word does that? <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay. All right, Kyle, we're going to talk about some not fun stuff now. This is going to yeah. be a long show, but you know what? I'm vibing with it. So let's just yeah. go for Are it. Are you feeling okay, first and foremost? You Honestly, can... my left eye is feeling a little wonky, but I, 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 I'll okay. carry on. Okay. For the fans, Kyle. Oh, this isn't oh, about man. me anymore. <laughs> All right, went it for the the Gipper, um, Brendan Sinclair over at GamesIndustry.biz, uh, Washington Post reportedly shutting down gaming section. The Washington Post is making a round of layoffs and cutting its video game label launcher in the process, according to Axios media reporter Sarah Fisher. Fisher posted to her Twitter account a memo Washington Post uh, executive editor Sally Busby sent to staff today saying that the outlet is laying off 20 people from the newsroom and will not fill an additional 30 open positions that had been listed. While the memo does not mention launcher, Fisher cited two sources with saying the post is sunsetting both the gaming label and kids posts, a section written for students in grades two through seven. The post introduced launcher in 2019, billing it as, quote, a dedicated section that aims to recalibrate the conversation with classically trained journalists who are raised on games, end quote. Gaming media has been hit by numerous layoffs in recent months with IGN, Polygon, GameByte, Game Informer, Future, Fanbyte, Vice, and G4 Jesus. all seeing cuts since last July, with G4 being shut down entirely less than a year after its relaunch. Most recently, last week saw layoffs at GameSpot and Giant Bomb with another round of cuts at Polygon Parent Vox Media. Man, oh man, as two <sighs> people here who know what it's like to be laid off, this sucks and our hearts go out to you. One thousand percent. You don't see it coming. It's so deeply unsettling. And the fact that I'm sitting here two weeks away from when I got laid off, I'm nowhere even close to being able to have the energy to really look for something. Yeah. And it sucks. I know I need to, but I it's it sucks all the energy and passion and drive out of you. So it sucks. I'm, I'm so very sorry. We're so very sorry. You have to deal with this. Yeah. It it also sucks on a larger scale that the thing that we love so much is not treated with respect that it deserves. Yeah. And I think the thing that we love so much, I think um, people at the top taking advantage of, you know, as someone who, no, I I don't know if I could say it for sure, but I'll just like say some. <laughs> I'll say what I can say without burning a bridge. As someone who left uh, the games industry um, 
it wasn't the way that I thought it was. And I think we romanticize it a bit too much. When I say it's just a job, it is, but it means a lot. And it cuts even deeper because this is the thing you loved, right? And when the thing you love didn't pan out, um, it's, it's existential, at least yeah. I feel, and yes, I screw up the word. No, we, the word it's mean? existential. We know what you meant. Yeah, I don't even know where it went wrong. Tomato, so, tomato, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Um, <laughs> I'm not good with words. All right, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Sopranos. They're 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 really getting me off my game. We I, get it. You watch the Sopranos. <laughs> I've been saying, uh, where's the gabagool? I'm, I'm, I'm the angry YouTube commenter. Yeah. He said he watched the Sopranos <laughs> four times in the span of an hour. <laughs> He kept Get on saying mozzarella. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, I, it, 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 it cuts even deeper. Uh, that being said, uh, I hate to sound like a dick, but when I saw, I think it was like two, three years ago at this point, uh, the beginning of this generation, I saw a lot of big, not tech, but a big companies coming in. And going, hey, we're making, you know, we're we're making launcher, right? We're making, we're we're infusing fanbite with cash. We're recreating G four from the ground up, the way you saw it, the way you used to know it. Um, I saw this as, oh, we're creating a bubble. It's going to burst because there are so many investors that are expecting a bigger return than what they're going to get especially out of things like G4, especially like a thing like launcher. It's like, you're throwing a whole lot of money to literally build up a site. How much, how much do you think your return is going to actually be where I I just saw this as just like, yeah, this is, it wasn't, if this was going to burst, it was when it's going to, um, and it, 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 it sucks to say that, but, I don't know, Kyle. I, I want to know what your thoughts here is. You know, we've seen all these layoffs and it sucks because like to me, a lot of it seems like, you know, our buddy Alan, who who worked at IGN, fantastic, incredible editor, inc- just makes some of the best thumbnails out there. Laid off for seemingly no reason right before the Game Awards. Like, it's not like they weren't great at their craft because they were. Just a lot of it feels like uh, we're doing it because the CEO says across the board, this needs to happen. Like to hear it being so inhumane out of like places like Google, where it's like, Hey, you got a card. And if it glowed green, you were safe. And if it glowed red, you're, yeah. you're, you're fired. It's like, what type of Orwellian nightmare they're, are we living just in? So far. Uh, my God. Unattached. Yeah. Detached. To, yeah. Thank you. My gotcha. God. Uh, detached from the real world where all they see is the bottom line and not like treating people with respect. And that's what saddens me the most. Yeah. And again, especially since I have so recently have sat through it. Yeah. And that conversation was some of the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. Sure. But yeah, I don't, and I don't know what the answer is either. Is it like, do we all collectively decide on we we do an hour we just go on this every site and just click on every <laughs> article no it's like i i like what is the what is the answer is it the fact that we there are the like 
we grew up on the IGNs, yes. the, the, the game spot. Uh, I always, that always trips me up in my head. Same. Um, the game pro magazines right back in the day, Nintendo powers. Yeah. We're now old and older and we're doing it ourselves. And by doing that, we're not, at least for me personally, because I made a conscious decision to not watch or listen to anything until after I recorded this show. Right. Because I don't want I early on the show, I caught myself bleeding into things. I'm like, sure. I, I got to stop. So, like, th- that's taken away from my enjoyment of these other games-related content because I don't – I'm doing it every week, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, how much can I actually consume without actually taking part of the hobby yeah. while also reporting on everything? Like, And you don't want to be consumed by it like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, here's the thing. I, I, I think it's a – I wish we could be like that. Hey, listen, it's uh, seven o'clock. Click on IGN site, and and it worked like that. Yeah. But you know, I think there's some truth in what you're saying here. And before I, I dive into it, um, I want to say I think it's not like um, you know, a, a one fix fixes all type of thing. You know, like for example, like I think some of the layoffs at IGN were ridiculous. Some of the the mm. ones at GameSpot were ridiculous. Again, like I saw the talent there. I saw those people, but a lot of it comes down to a change in vision a change in tactic and a change in consumer habits so you know again i don't want to sound like a a a dick but like when i saw g4's launch i'm like and that's going and then seeing some of the content that was put out by them highlighted by them i'm like nope this is this is not working this is not going to work for you and this is going to go under and i think when I mean, when it closed down in less than a year, it kind of goes to show that they alienated a, a large segment of people that would listen into it. And at the same exact time, it's like, guys, I could tell you a TV show about video games solely, uh, a network, TV network solely on video games is not going to work, right? Whereas I think when we take a look at something like the Washington Post, launcher being being let go, I, I you know... I take a look at like Bloomberg where they have, um, oh, I forget their, their last name, but Tak- uh, Takahashi there. You got Jason Schreier that works there. You have reporters whom their beat is video games. So I would say some of the fixes could be like, yeah, how about, listen, Bloomberg on your tech side, you have a few folks that say, Hey, your beat is on, you know, Jason Schreier, find the latest scoop on Ubisoft, you know, Takahashi, you're really good at the manufacturing side of video games. Go explore there. You know, I think that's where I feel like the growth in old media and even the media that we consume, the IGNs or the polygons could explore. Because even when you look at IGN now and even GameSpot and even Polygon, they are now way more into movies and TV shows than they even are about games. So then to, and I'm sorry, this is a bit of a rant to go into what you're saying. We're enthusiast press, right? We are passionate about what we do. We have personality. I hope that gets you in 
the door and resonates with you. Like, look, Sertonius, they probably cringe every time I talk, but they're here for Kyle, I would assume. It's his charm. And so I would say that a lot of people, I think where the angle is going to be is on the personality, right? So like, for example, like friend of the show, guest of the show, Greg Miller, he's a personality, you know, um, half the folks over at easy allies, their personalities, they sell you on who are they and what, what are they about? You know, me, what do I love? Bloodborne. I could tell you the countdown. If I had the Google search in front of me, um, you know, you know, that Kyle wears his heart on his sleeve and that he loves Indies and you vibe with that because it's genuine and because we're coming at it genuine at the same exact time. That's really dangerous because enthusiast press gets it wrong and we don't have the journalistic integrity of that of an IGN of that of a GameSpot and I'm telling you this as an enthusiast I'm telling you that I don't you know luckily I'm an honest soul but there's a lot of creators out there that aren't so when people go oh the IGN scores they're bought off by PlayStation they are absolutely not the people you got to look out for are actually on the spreadsheets that say creator. So that's the thing that really does alarm me, Kyle, is I feel like we're devaluing the written word. And I hope what we try to do is like, we tell you who wrote it, where it came from, so that you go and and read it yourself. That's why we do it. We don't claim it as our own. A lot of people claim it as original content of which it is not. Yeah. They're all original topics. They are not. We got it from somewhere. Um. And that, and that's dangerous. So I'm kind of scared of the new future that we're in because it relies on the honesty of, of people, uh, mm-hmm. of just literally sole proprietors. Yeah. And, and n- not all of us, and all of us are going to have um, some, some, some type of bias to us, mm. you know, and when it's a sole person, who's keeping us in check? And I know, wh- what am I doing? <laughs> On the podcast here. But again, I hope our genuine, uh, you know, honest nature of what we, we try to do bleeds through here because I I am, as a creator, nervous about the future we're stepping into. Absolutely. And, and just one more thing to add to this conversation where with all these layoffs happening and this I got from Jason Schreier's tweet, I think. Yes, sir. excuse me. I I had a burp stuck in my throat. Uh, <laughs> uh, a tweet from yesterday or whatever, where he's like, "All these layoffs happening, where the video game industry is has one of the biggest hits in TV right now. Yeah, millions of people are watching a video game property show. Yeah, video games are at the forefront of a lot of people's minds, and we're laying off all these people to cover and write about them." It seems weird and seems it's so disappointing And I, where, I, where the, the public is telling you that they're kind of digging this yeah, and they're enjoying it. But uh, the higher ups are like, you know what? We don't care. Yeah. We want to talk about we want to keep everything traditional. Yeah. Like, I don't it, It's a bummer. It's kind of like when you take a look at like the Oscars or the, the Emmys and like, this is the lowest numbers in years. And you're like, why won't, why don't you go on Twitch? Why don't you go on a streaming service? And it's because they don't get to control the advertisers there. <laughs> That's yeah. why it all comes down to, yeah. to, to money, even if it's so short sighted and it's, and it annoys us to no end. But I do feel like 
more, though this sucks, I think we're going to see more enthusiast sites pop up. And I hope that leads into more enthusiast sites become profitable that we get to prop up. You know, we talk a lot about like the VGC because they do great reporting, great work. Um, that That's run by a handful of people that they can afford. So we, you know, if you love gaming coverage, I would... Uh, I would implore you to go around your, you know, ad blockers and unblock those sites because sites live and die by those ads. And though they may inconvenience you and slow you down an ounce of a second, they're going to help people in need. And I, I definitely think the next generation of writers and even current ones, I think the ones that are going to succeed are going to find their beat and are going to find that it's going to be personality driven. And I think people that understand that are people like, you know, don't want to prop them up maybe or, or get them a little, I don't know, flustered when we say this, but like people like Jeff Grubb who have got their beat. What do I cover? Insider sources within gaming. You know, we know his beat. He loves, you know, weird Nintendo stuff that lawnmower simulator. He's all about it, right? Like that's what I think this industry is going to drive towards where you're finding the creator that fits your needs or fits your customs or whatever the case may be. And I'm hoping that's where it eventually lands, but it does have me nervous of what's to come because again, creators are bought out first. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, I could 100% bought out first. And I hate that they're, they're the people that get the most attention on social media. Yeah. yeah. Oy, oy, oy. Oy, oy, oy. Anyways. Uh, hey Joe, do you want to go fast? Yeah, let's go fast because I went depressing. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh, I gotta go dystopian. Hey, gotta go fast. They gotta be. They gotta be talked about. That's right. Flash news. Flash news. I. Do you want me to take it? Yeah, you take it. You take it, still. I don't trust myself. VGC writes: The Dead Space remake has an alternate ending. Its trophies revealed. The game's full trophy list has been posted by Exophase and includes one trophy that suggests the remake won't have a single ending. The trophy's title could be considered a spoiler, so we won't name it here, but the description reads, see the alternative ending on any difficulty mode. The original Dead Space only had one ending, essentially confirming that the remake will have at least some extra story content not previously seen. Joe, are you freaking out about this? (laughs) Oh my god! First off, by the time this episode comes out, uh, Dead Space reviews are probably out. That Uh game, too, being very open with y'all, very conservative of who they gave codes out, I don't blame him. I'm very excited for this. And literally when I say I don't know anyone who's reviewing this, I have no idea anyone who's reviewing this. Does that get me nervous? Yes. Does it get me excited <laughs> though? Of a of a I know how this game ends. Yeah. What's the alternate ending? Yeah. Is it going to be a cheesy one-off? Is it going to be something substantial? Is it the alternate ending is that a hint at a reimagining of two or something. Oh, Kyle, I don't get me f- <laughs> hard on this show. <laughs> like, what if it's that way of them either making a brand new entry or redoing stuff? Like, I don't know. Engorged by that idea, friend. <laughs> uh, again, my favorite sequel of all time is Ragnarok, followed very closely by Dead Space 2 and, and Mass Effect 2. Like, mm-hmm. best sequels ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would lose it personally. 
But I love yeah. the changes that they're making here because like the tram is not the only way you get to level by level. You could go back to levels, um, you know, voiced by by the actor of, of two. And now his face looks exactly like the voice actor. A lot of love and tender care here. So and now kids will be like, hey, it's the guy from Fortnite. God damn, I got that skin. And I'm so <laughs> it looks so good, dude. God, uh, Dutch Face is back. Please buy this game. Please. <laughs> yeah, Please. don't pull a Metroid, everybody. Buy yes. Game. Uh, next bit of Flash News also comes from VGC. The Callisto Protocol reportedly hasn't met publisher sales expectations. According to MK Odyssey, the game reportedly costs over $162 million to develop, a budget that the sales of the game have not matched. During development, the game was referred to as quote-unquote quadruple A suggesting that no expense was spared despite the game being a new IP in a niche genre that rarely produces massive sales numbers. For a comparison, Resident Evil Village, the eighth mainline entry in the hugely popular franchise, managed 6 million units in its first six months, despite the profile of the franchise and strong reviews. According to Samsung Securities, Crafton had expected the Callisto Protocol to sell around 5 million copies. However, quote, considering the current sales ranking, cumulative sales of 2 million copies will not be easy until this year end quote what and it goes back to what we were saying earlier we have investors that have no idea what you know this industry is capable of in terms of like for example writing and 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 what those sites are able to manage they throw money that they can't count themselves at a project and give unrealistic expectations for it and are surprised that it doesn't do nearly as well like it's selling two million copies is good in fact, yeah. it's great. Yeah. But it's it's gone to note that I believe I saw this on, I think, VGC. This was quadruple the price of a game like Control. Like, mm. the budget for this game was outrageous from the start. And I feel like it just wasn't allocated properly. Because when you got games like Control that do it just, just as good and, and better... Uh, let's be honest. I love Control. It's your game of the year. Mm-hmm. It it goes to show like you don't need, you know, what is it, Josh Dumel to to be yeah. the guy, right? Nope. You don't need big name voice actors. You don't need to have the best graphics ever made. You can start a little bit more humble, a little bit more, you know, I guess foundational, and you can build up from there. I think their 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 eyes got a little bit. Not a little bit, way too big for their stomach here. And I'm nervous about a Callisto Protocol 2 ever coming out because this news just alarms yeah. me. Because it was a really, it's a good game that has the opportunity to be great. And I, I, I hope they see it through, but are much more realistic about the sequel. Absolutely. Uh, Also from VGC, Crystal Dynamics confirms end of Marvel's Avengers later this year. In a blog published on Friday, the developer said it wouldn't publish its final update on March 31st, 2023 and end all official support on September 30th of 2023. However, after September 30th, single and multiplayer gameplay will continue to be available, the developer said. It's a bummer. I had high hopes when it was first unveiled and talked about. It's not what we wanted. Yeah. I will still, to this day, say that single-player story is pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, but it's not what I wanted from an Avengers game. Yeah. Uh, likewise, and I want to just say good on Crystal D for for yep. 
really putting in the work for for years to what I've been told through people like like you know Luke Lore who loves this game, who really put their all into it and, and saw this thing this thing through. So good on y'all. Uh, hopefully, you know you continue to keep the community right. I just get concerned for those servers. Live service games. That's that's yeah. th- that's my big. It's like when those servers go night night. It's all over. That's sad. All right, Kyle. Um, here's also, one. Also, real yeah. quick about the Avengers. All the cosmetics will also be free. Oh, awesome! As well as a all final right. update gift. All right, I dig yeah. that. All right, Kyle. Now it comes from the last. It's a shit story. No need to yeah. bleep it. it. Sucks. Nope. Uh, from GameSpot, Justin Roiland resigns from Squanch Games amid domestic viola- violence allegations. Squanch Games has announced the resignation of co-founder Justin Roiland after domestic violence charges against the Rick and Morty co-creator were revealed last week. The studio announced Roiland's departure from the company in a tweeted statement, which confirmed that Roiland submitted his res- resignation on January 16th. Four days earlier, on January 12th, he was charged in Orange County, California, on felony domestic violence charges, as reported by NBC News. Squanch Games' statement also confirms that the studio will continue on without Roland, saying, quote, The passionate team at Squanch will keep developing games we know our fans will love. With continued support for the game's recent release, High on Life specifically mentioned. Uh, the Squanch Games announcement comes hours after Adult Swim, which airs... Rick and Morty and signed a 70 episode order in 2018 announced it had quote ended its association with Justin Roiland unquote like Squanch adult swim also confirmed that Rick and Morty will continue the talented and dedicated crew are hard at work at on season seven end quote. This is, this is crazy, man. Um, oh. For, so like when everybody like, you know, they, they talk about cancel culture. Oh, they're going after Justin. Uh, let me tell you something. The proof is clear. And it's, it's not there. just, you know, a one-off thing. He, he, multiple, multiple. Dude was things. texting, and the, the receipts are there. Texting girls in high school. Makes my skin crawl. What are we doing here? Um, saying some really, really weird things to 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 your employees. Again, use, it's... Using his position of power in ways I hope no one ever does but clearly that's just something that's not going to happen and i saw like there was one doc that was just like this is a little weird why would you why would you even think this is a good idea of like oh how how does justin roiland's mind work like you're one of those like like youtube videos uh uh, like promoting them or whatever this is years back when everybody thought he was a comedic genius and uh and then he's like yeah he's like drunk half the time he goes in the booth and when he's burping he's burping for real isn't that funny kids it's like not really. That's called alcoholism. I see it at first hand, and that's not great. <laughs> yeah, just think of everyone else in that workplace and how uncomfortable they are, probably. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you and, can and tell then, from the it, text messages. It's and and that's, that's the other thing that is a bummer. Rick and Morty is huge. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and the fact that the crew are put in this position because the guy <clears throat> excuse me How the guy you. who runs the whole damn thing is a fucking sleazebag yeah. sorry for the f-bomb eh, like that's it's all right. you just yell at us it's not the first 15 minutes they're fine <laughs> yeah you're right uh <laughs> the ai is clocked out a long time ago <laughs> like it's just kai, kai, it, kai, kai, tai, tai. Yeah. uh i'm it's just a freaking bummer that yeah. 
this asshole douchebag is allowed to be this uh, powerful, you know? Mm. It, 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 yeah, it angers me. And again, like, the one thing that I also hate to see is, like, when people are like, he was like, the show was never great anyway. It sucks. Like, oh, what are the, you know, what are drunk white dudes going to do now type of, like, your comments suck because now you're just talking shit about a product that hundreds of people work on. And it's, it's you know, very similar to a Hogwarts Legacy conversation. Right. Very similar. Harry Potter's never been good. Well, yeah. it means a lot to a ton of people. Yeah. And so when I, when I see that, those type of comments, it's like, aren't you the person that always argues like, hey, you know, you know, let's fight for the artist. Like, relax and take your seat and go to Starbucks again. Finish that screenplay. Uh, but at the same exact time. So, like, that that team's tasked with an almost impossible challenge. Right. It's like, how do we re- how do we seemingly replace this this guy who is the voice of like half the half the characters and you know is the brainchild of this thing though they are a piece of crap and luckily from what i've heard from the inside um like like from what i've from what i've seen is he wasn't solely like after season three he kind of clocked out and started collecting a check so it, it really has been the team's it's a team effort so yeah you'll miss his improv but the essence of what makes those those TV shows work now are beyond him. So, yeah. you know, there is a guy that is the mind of Rick and knows how to write Rick. And he's been he's yeah. been on it since, you know, he's been on these other uh, projects. And let's be honest, escapades. So it's all, it, the good news is that this team is going to have hopefully a good environment to work now. But the pressure's on and I root for them. I really do. I, I hope y'all crush it because it's really easy for me to go, oh, I clean up shop because the investor said you can't do it. And hundreds of people lose their jobs. Don't yeah. want that. I'm, I'm nope. rooting for this team. Justin, uh, go suck an egg. You're, you're, a piece yeah. of, you're a piece of garbage human. But I'm, I'm rooting for this team. Yeah. That said, Kyle, it does lead to another conversation. You talked about it a little bit. We've talked about it a lot on the show. Hogwarts Legacy, right? Obviously, we have our beef with the creator. We don't think they're a decent mm-hmm. person. Um, but we also don't want to yuck your yum. If you love, you know, Harry Potter and it means a lot to you because, you know, I, I went on a little bit of a rant on Twitter. It's like star Wars, you know, I'm going to get a little personal with you guys. If this was star Wars, it'd be really hard for me because star Wars has a, it's been with me since my childhood. Like I, 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 I thought about us through the perspective, like what, what if this was my fan? I'm like, Star Wars literally got me through abuse, guys. <laughs> I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, it. It saved my childhood. I, I love it. And it and I'd be torn. So, you know, I understand that this is a touchy subject for a lot of people, especially our, 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 our trans friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who we love, we support. And, you know, I, I understand what it's like to be like, but I'm arguing about my goddamn existence here. And... So what we want to do for the Hogwarts legacy conversation, because let's be honest, we all hate that she centers around it, but we want to make sure that we cover it with respect or don't cover it at all. Um, Because we, you know, Hogwarts legacy is going to be one of the biggest games this year. It is marketing funded by PlayStation 
marketing wise yep. it is marketed as a playstation exclusive we are a playstation show so the question is do we cover it because we're a playstation show or do we not because jk's a piece of shit and do we just ignore the fact that hundreds of people are going to be affected by this um and though they've seemingly tried their best to kind of give middle fingers where they can to jk um obviously it's not enough so what we're going to do is we're, we're, we're having it voted on by you, the community. If you, the community, want us to cover Harry, Harry Potter, Hogwarts, Legacy, whatever, again, I'm not a big fan, so we'll probably bring someone in who has reviewed it already to talk about it like we normally do. That's what we'll end up doing. Um, we'll put a poll on Twitter so you get to vote, should we cover it, yay or nay, and that'll be the end of it. Because you, the community, spoke on what we should do. And I feel like as a community, I think that's the best approach that we could do. So, yeah. yeah. So that's what we'll do. Make sure um, I'll put it up on noon when this episode goes live and I'll make it last a week. So you guys have time to, to vote on it. All right, Kyle. Be kind, be kind to each other, please. Be kind to each other. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really, you know, I was, I've been trying to say this and I, and I, Twitter's never a great place to say it, but like the us, the, the us or them, the my way or the highway approach, I, I don't have, I really don't have the energy for it anymore. And I know that's not what you guys want to hear or some of y'all want to hear, but I don't have the fight. Like, I've been just so depressed. I just want one facet of like, I don't have to be sad about something that, that sucks, right? You know, it's awesome that this is an escape for me and I hope it is for you. I can't be angry all the time, guys. I don't have it in me. I'd rather make a funny joke about how Fox News thinks, you know, my PlayStation's making me gay or something because they're dumb. Like or that's, the Eminem characters are too sexy. They're too hot. Green Eminem <laughs> drives me crazy. Like, it's bonkers out there. So I understand if someone needs a respite. Sorry. That's how I feel, man. <sighs> To me, or just things are getting crazier out there, Kyle. It's a line from The Joker. Another movie that was divisive, <laughs> starring Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Have you seen The Joker 2 set uh, picks? Nope. Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn? Nope, haven't seen it. I'm sure you're all Kyle, over it. Let me tell you, let me take my glasses <laughs> off. I am but a man. <laughs> Lady Gaga is queen. We respect the queen here. Yeah. I don't... Royalty? Monarchies? Like the queen in England? I don't believe in her. But as soon yeah. as you want to put Gaga on currency, yeah, sign me up, dude. <laughs> sign me up. All right, hopefully that little levity breaks through to our segment. Quick play. Gotta go. Gotta, gotta talk about these games quick. Kyle, you have a gosh dang minute to talk about a game and if it hooks me in i'll ask a couple more questions and extend your Ooh. time but if not okay. you're cut off you ready all right am i hitting the timer or are you hitting the timer? i'm hitting the mental timer i don't have it physically oh, here but okay. i have it mentally okay and go i played to completion my favorite or not favorite my most anticipated game for 2023 let me back it up. One of my most anticipated games. Yeah. Uh, Space for the Unbound uh, from Mojigan and Toge Productions. Um, it is a beautiful story. It is emotional. 
had me in tears uh, yesterday once I finished it. You're two teenagers in high school who are trying to navigate love and uh, while the whole world is ending. And it's a slice of life game from uh, in Indonesia, uh, from Indonesian devs, and it's just pretty awesome. Pixel art style. I was gonna say, is this music. like an RPG? I'm asking questions. It, it, it's it, it's an adventure game. Okay. Uh, you do ha- you do have to uh, find items to solve puzzles or whatnot. But and there's like some QTE like you know battle mechanics, but okay. it's it's nothing crazy. If you fail, it just restarts the loop. Like you're not there's no game over screen. Gotcha or anything like that. Um, it's it's amazing. It, it, it hit every level that I was expecting it to be a um, little bummed on the trophy side of things where I missed two trophies and there's no chapter select. Oof. So I can't, I unfortunately am going to bow out cause fair enough. Uh, games heavy. Okay. And it, it tells you off the front, off the, the, the start of like this deals with depression, anxiety, suicide. Oh boy. If that's too heavy for you, seek a you know a professional if you need to talk to somebody they lay it out there on the line so heads up if everyone is is thinking about it go in knowing that um i still think it's one of the best stories and games i've played in a bit now Mm -hmm. and um i'm very great i have the same kind of feeling for this game after finishing it as i did celeste very similar kind of themes um it's it's awesome Nice. All right. Time done. You're over. It's over. Oh, oh no. Okay. Kyle, I put out a tweet that wasn't so controversial that didn't get me ye- people yelling at me out of, out of the woodwork. Okay. Okay. This one ain't going to get me canceled. You ready for this? I've been ready. playing Spooderman Miles Morales on the PlayStation 5, but it's the PlayStation 4 version. Oh. I'm playing through it for what the extra. We, what are we doing? I'm playing it for the plat. Okay. But then I remembered. You have to beat it again on New Game Plus. What you are we doing? Do. Please stop this. It's a lazy trophy. We all, it, we all know it's lazy. You just want more time on the clock, more play timed in because it is a short experience. So only why, reason why you're doing it, Insomniac. I've learned your tricks. You know what? You bore me. Okay. Do, do that in a separate trophy thing. Yeah. Put it right? like, like, like Horizon it does main it. Game. Yeah. Exactly. Don't do it in the main game. Okay, because now I'm like, oh, damn, do I really actually want to go back and do it again again? Because it would be the fourth time I beat it. So I don't know. Maybe I'll just speed run it, but I love it. It's Miles, right? It's It's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Miles Morales is great. And the one thing I I will say, I started mid-game, like after the bridge sequence. And this is how good Spider-Man is. You could just pick it up and you know it. Mm -hmm. It's not even like I'm going back to it. I just know it. And it just gets me excited of, like, what are they going to do for the next one? Like, I, I could have put it in a flash news, but, like, Yuri Lowenthal is like, I'm still doing some lines for it. But it's coming out this year. Don't worry. The game's huge. And I'm like, yes, clean. <laughs> <laughs> so, Spooderman, yeah. PS4, as I it's wait fantastic. for Dead Space. Yeah. Let's go for it. Oh, man. Great. All right, Kyle. Are you holding on to something? Yes. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. And for audio listeners, I am holding my fingers to my temples like I am Professor X because the migraine's intense. 
No, he's in the Cerebro. That's Everyone right. Watch out. <laughs> uh, that card in Marvel Snap is total bullcrap, by the way. All right. <laughs> Monday, January 23rd. Neptunia, Sisters versus Sisters, PS5 and PS4. Did I think it was Sister Sister, the great 90s show? Yes. And also, yes. Risen. <laughs> you know it's it's not sister sister. It's sister sister. Yeah, but I feel like just I think it's like I recognize it. Like if I see sister and sister, I just think uh-huh. it's sister sister. Sister. But the sister. show is sister sister with an er at the end of it. Is it really? Yeah, it's not a. So I thought sister sister. I'm pretty sure. I'm going by the the phonetic like the song when they do the little they do the little jingle in between. Scenes it goes sister, yeah. sister, and it spins it's, in the middle. It's with it's with the ER. Huh, all right, yeah, all right, cancel me there, sister, sister. <laughs> all right, Risen on PS4, Roads of Time on PS4, Tuesday, January 4th, 24th, <laughs> Jesus, Forspoken on PS5, Shipwreck Escape on PS5. World War Z Aftermath on PS5. This is the next-gen update where it's like you get XL maps of XL zombie hordes coming after you. Okay. I'm in. Thursday, January 26th. Wonder Boy. What is the secret of your powers? Anniversary collection. Tenacious D is just so So good. good. Oh, he's going to be the voice of Bowser, and it sounds great. PS5 and PS4, and Friday. Oh, the Lord said it be, and it is. Dead Space on PS5. Kyle, like, I know this is on, like, the Sean Capri, like, yeah, Fantasy League. Yeah, they have this game. Yeah. I'm not even, ju- I'm rooting for this game. Yeah, as you should. Because it's going to be good. Yeah. And they're gonna, they, they need all the wins that they can get. All right, Kyle, it's time for our favorite segment of the night. That is the Sunday Pony Express. Yeah. Sister, sister. That's right. (laughs) Rung the bell writes in uh, at Mr. Badbit. While listening to the podcast and and to the debate as to merits of the external disk drive, I am for it. Yes. If it works with the digital edition. Nice. At the time I purchased my PS5, I only had the op- option of the digital edition as the disc version was hard to come by. An external drive would be a great option to have. So I included this while it's not a question uh-huh. to me be like, okay, this is a situation where I understand. Okay. The only one you could get at the time was the digital where you wanted an external. Uh. That's fine. That's it. But oh. you people like Joe, Mr. Badman, who was going digital the entire time, stupid for you. <laughs> First off, I hate how I hate how everybody is taking your side on this because I definitely think our community, a majority of them, are jealous that the disc is all they could get, and they fooled themselves. They've tricked themselves <laughs> into this false sense of I made the right decision. I like Which how you you're did. like. It's but upsetting it's to you that people are on my side of an argument. No, no, you just happen to have be on the wrong side of history. <laughs> you know, and that's fine. Well, here, look, you I mean here? Let's get into okay. it. Uh, fun, uh, fun. Aron wrote oh, in. Shit, this is I was browsing through. I was browsing through a used video game store and found a copy of Deadpool, a game that is no longer on the PSN. 
Kyle, my boy, you might be onto something. My question is, what game do you wish you bought that are no longer available to buy because they were pulled off the shelf? <sighs> I have, I, okay. so I don't have one, like, that I can pull from my brain at the moment. Yeah. But I will say, when the Telltale games got delisted, mm. I rushed to make sure I got them physically. Yeah. Because those are games I want to make sure I have forever. Sure. And they they did bring them back in some way, shape, or form. But like, The Walking Dead, Tales from the Borderlands, Guardians of the Galaxy, Batman, Telltale series, so good, so, so good. Season one, I didn't play season two, but I didn't play two either. But I love season one. Um, Wolf okay. Among Us, come on. Okay, digital is not perfect. I I get it, <laughs> but it's so convenient, and it will be the death of us all. I get it. But you can't argue with the simple fact that I, tomorrow I will pre-download Dead Space. I was going to say something very gross. I was going to pre-download Dead Space on my PS5. Uh-huh. Just connect the dots here, Kyle. I was going to say something heinous. And of course, yeah. <laughs> Again, you've rubbed that off on me to so long. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's you got it. You understood. I got it. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to do that in my underpants. There's a that's amazing. I'm podcasting right now with no pants on at all. See how convenient's that? Yeah, how convenient? Right. What are you losing by a little human interaction by going to a GameStop to get harassed about a card you don't want to buy and pre-orders that you're going to regret down the road? You know, you you gain something out of it. I mean, you could also order from any store to be shipped to your house. But look at, but look at, again, Dead Space, another uh, great example. Another great I, example. I realize they've been notoriously late and it's frustrating. Notorious. And then Best Buy, let me put the glasses off. Let me put the glasses <laughs> off. Let me get, let me talk to you like a man here. The audacity of Best Buy to, to slap those huge stickers, bam, right on your collector's edition, right on your steel book. And sometimes the steel book doesn't even have the cellophane. So you're SOL. Happened to my my God of War edition. I had to peel it off like it was like a Mission Impossible mission. That's stress you don't need. Stress you don't need. Man, your Best Buy has terrible stickers because mine comes straight off. Kyle, no Kyle, you've never. I. That's. Uh-uh. The, the, you're talking with the name on it and your reservation thing? No, no. I have not had one and then issue. No, it's like the size of your hand. And you have like. Yes. The, I agree, but it is not once ruined the packaging. Oh, I get God. it; it's inconvenient, and I hate it so much. It's awful. But I've I've never had it ruin the and, packaging. Of my and life. then, God forbid, like it's that the for some reason when you peel it off and you do it a little incorrect, you still get a little sticky for years. It's just a little gross. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. people are like, they touch it. They go, Joe, what do you do with your steel books? They go, none of your business. But it's not what you think. That's why I'm happy. Blu-rays got rid of the little sticker tabs around the top. Yeah. To like to keep it sealed, those are notorious to be sticky like forever. I hated those. Okay, and then oh my god, we should do like a versus on this because this is I'm not prepared because I have a migraine. So how dare you even bring these two questions up like this <laughs> at a time like this? Um, but yeah, no, this is ludicrous, Lud- ludicrous. Yeah. Do you, but do you do you have one where a game that was pulled that you no longer buy? Honestly, I remember back in the day, I heard of a game called Two Human on Xbox that was pulled for some reason. I was like, oh, dad, we got to go. I think it was like a lawsuit with Epic about like Gears of War or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like they were taking it away forever. I was like, oh, this is going to be worth a lot of money one day. And I rushed out to get one. 
Um, I I don't know why, but the Wolverine game comes to mind. That's a game I always wanted to play. I just the X-Men never Origins did. one? Yeah, the X-Men Origins Wolverine. By Ravensoft? Yes. The the good movie to uh, sorry, the, the good game to the horrible movie. Yeah, the Switcheroo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um that that's what I would say for sure. Yeah. Fair. Fair. All right, Kyle. The uh, last at, question here. First off, yeah. Una didn't write in? I'm scared. Oh. Did I miss it? I maybe could have missed it. it. Maybe perhaps. But I'll 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 write it by dreaded Diablo. They write, I'm very late to the party, but I got to ask, I'm not big on roguelike oh. games. Should I play or try Returnal? And I would say, Dread Diablo, you should do your research. You should, you yeah. should, you should go to Returnal. Yeah. I get it. You're not into it. And it may, and it's hard. It's a difficult game, but it's a fun time. You should at least check it out. It's on the PlayStation Plus services. Go for it. Um, yeah. So I totally dropped the ball. I missed some questions. <sighs> Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> all right, throw Jenna, in here. Jenna, Jenna Messer Ren. Uh, so, at the time of writing, about two hours into Forspoken, and I'm really all in, but the backlash and the dragging the, through the dirt, quote yeah. unquote, mentality I'm seeing surrounding the game is a little disingenuous. What's your rule of thumb for criticizing a developer's hard work in the gaming industry? Be critical, be respectful, though. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and all, avoid using words as like lazy yes. or uninspired. Yeah. Like, no, they, they never work. And like, I joke around about like Red Dead, but even then, I've laid off of it. You're right. Cause like, I get it. It's not for me, but like, I need to lay off of some people are going to read it like it's not a joke, though I do have honest criticism about the game. Sure. It, yeah. I, I, I have to, I have to learn. Let's relax. Yeah. Yeah. So verbiage, be critical, but you can be critical, but be respectful, you know? Yeah. And, and I would say, talk about it like they're in the room. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yuna writes in. There you go. Hey there, guys. Hope you're both doing well. So you know how I said last week I was on a trails break? Well, I am kind of not because one of the <laughs> anime airing this season is a trails anime. I'm watching it weekly. Okay. Some of the characters in the game I'm playing now voice trails characters my question this week is what is your favorite coincidence that you got while playing a game could happen in game or out mm. sorry i had a cough i've been playing persona 3 okay. portable playing on games pass because i'm frugal and the overworld song got stuck in my head but the first day of playing and i was sad to know that it was not on music streaming service till this past monday and i went yeah that was a coincidence right so i throw the ball to you guys what have been your favorite coincidences oh, in okay. your gaming life i, I like the example um, you know, I, I don't know why, but like for me, usually when I'm digging something like life finds a way to just go, Hey, here's just more of this thing. Like it's, yeah. it's always a coincidence. It, it's literally like, I don't have a firm example, but like I'll be, for example, I guess like I'm playing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe in a week or two, we got some Spider-Man news. Like that's how it's going to work. For uh, me. You know, while I'm playing I, it, something will drop back. I, I don't remember what game it was or year it was but i was playing a final fantasy mm-hmm. i want to say i want to say 13 or something okay. like that and i go to like the store or whatever and somebody's wearing a final fantasy 13 shirt i'm like oh that's cool it's like the universe is like all in on me and then also am i in the truman show <laughs> is everyone an actor <laughs> Yeah. And everyone's in on it, kind of situation. Right. So I've, right. I, I've had things like that happen, which I, I like that. Cool. I like that. Yeah, uh, if I if I if, if my conscience was clear and not foggy, I, I'd I'd be able to tell you. Yeah, 
Uh, Maximum Carnage writes in, and I don't know what to take about this greetings. Oh, really? Maximum Carnage writes, greetings, Joseph and Banger. Am I just Banger? Is he? Do I not have a name anymore? I don't know. As we close the carnage, (laughs) as we close the door on the original PSVR, let's take a moment to remember some of the games they brought to us. I recently platinum rigs, mechanized combat league, an extremely rare platinum, and I got to say it was a great time despite the steep difficulty ramp. Oh, it's very hard to get into. I remember that. It made me want. This will remain one of my. PSVR favorites, and I hope Gorilla will bring a sequel to the PSVR 2, yeah. but I won't hold my breath. What are some of your favorite PSVR titles, and which titles you feel were criminally underrated? Cheers and beers. Oh my god, what was the, what was the awesome uh, arcade game? Oh, uh, so, Crimes and Punishment or something, I think? Blood blood, blood and Truth. Oh, Blood and Truth, yeah, yeah. Awesome yeah. VR game. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Honestly, maybe my favorite. Um... And the Astros Rescue Mission so played out, but I would say Blood and Truth. Awesome. Yeah. I, I I hope they enhance that for sure. Yeah. Um, you. Takes a deep sigh. Honest, honestly, Moss. Yeah, it's great. Like Moss, I feel still feel is underrated, even though we're getting them both on VR two. Yeah. I feel like that's not showing a whole lot of love that I feel like it should. Well, we shall. And also, like, shout out to the Astros Playroom VR mm-hmm. little thing that came baked in. That was very fun. Yeah. That was a great time. I like that. I like that. Uh, any, any other questions? Again, you're the one. There, there's about, yeah, there's about two more. Okay. Tell me. Um, Robot Penguin writes in, the last one show is amazing, even better than I thought it was going to be. Hell yeah. But the hype around it and even talks of a season two, do you guys think that they will remain as faithful to the last one's part two to the show? Or do you think they'll rewrite the story a bit? Either decision is going to controversial anyway. LOL. Yeah, it's going to be super controversial. Um, I think they're going to remain faithful. They're going to remain faithful. And I actually think they're using the same beats of how two tells its story in part one here. One thousand percent, they are. Uh, so, like, you know, different if perspectives you know, you know. of storytelling. Yeah, yeah, different perspectives and going back and telling a similar tale type of. Yeah, I, I don't want. I I don't want to spoil like how two's storytelling is. It's familiar, so I would say yeah. it's going to stay very faithful, and I can't wait to see Bella really shine there. She's she's oh, yeah. crushing oh, yeah. it. Any person, oh, yeah. uh, Ellie, my name's Luke Lord. I'm real dumb. <laughs> uh, she's Ellie. She's Ellie. She's Ellie. Go write your screenplay. (laughs) Dewani Rockshire writes, Joe, congrats on securing a headset. What are you going to play first? Also, can you believe they are launching this with no Astrobot sequel? I know. I I was actually thinking about that. That's a bummer. That That is a bummer. That's got to be a later in the year thing, you would think? Let's pray. Or early next year? That would would mean we need a a blog post. (laughs) Oh, hey. We need a showcase. Damn it, we do. Um, that's a great question. Game I'm gonna play first. I do think it's Horizon. Yeah, I do oh, think absolutely. it is. And if there's a baked in demo somewhere, that. But yeah, Horizon. Uh, it looks absolutely. way too good to pass up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last question. Savoy Prime writes okay. an easy question from the Sony Pro Express. Yeah. What are your very first platinum trophies? Oh my god, we're going back. Do you know what yours was? No idea. Remember, I didn't really start caring about Platinum until the PS4 gen. Let me see if I can still look up my old 
a PSN account. I mean, my first platinum is the Order eighteen eighty six. I know that for a fact, Jack. Yeah, nice. Definitely Uncharted two though. Whatever the first trophy for Uncharted two is, that's my first trophy. Or actually, Resistance. My wow! Tell me, that's insane to me. I could have sworn it was uh, the Walking Dead Telltale. Oh, could have sworn. Okay. But it's not. My first platinum trophy was Assassin's Creed 2. Jesus. That's back on December 29th, 2010. And if then I'm not... I have the platinum in the first Sly Cooper game. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, right? The fir- some of the first PlayStation 3 games didn't have trophies, right? Correct. Uncharted Be- was the first one. Yes. All right. Yeah. I'm really going. So it couldn't be resistance then. Right. 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 Uh, they, the, I think they have them though. I, if they probably do now, right? Some type of, like, some sort of collection. Some yeah, sort of. Pixel Junk Eden and Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Okay. How, the first one with Trump. Hell yes. Also, a little, a, a little quick uh, thing here Super Stardust HD has uh, trophy oh. support now. So go oh, on PlayStation yes. Plus. And play that game that. yeah i am i'm super i'm super jazzed about it so That's 2009 right. kyle was your first trophy oh you're looking at mine well i'm just looking at when assassin's creed 2 came out oh no I, that was uh i played that in 2010 okay damn first first platinum trophy my first trophy how are you looking this up by the way oh psm profiles oh okay oh okay my my first trophy was prince of persia in 2009 I gotta log in. Well, that that can't be right. You know what? We'll do this on the after show. This is I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna explore this. That can't be right because I played Uncharted as soon as it came out. Yeah. PSN ID. Yeah. Well, maybe. Oh wait, this is my second account. Maybe even third. Um, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's. A, I think it's doesn't have everything in the right order yeah. i don't think you know what oh, yeah we'll i have up. uncharted things in 2008 yeah okay yeah this is great radio so kyle <laughs> <laughs> click clack and dude what was my password boop, 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 boop. punch the numbers together <laughs> which picture is a fire hydrant yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that the last question kyle that's the last one Ooh-wee. Sorry, I dropped the ball. No, you didn't drop the ball. Just relax, okay? I had a migraine. I threw this on you last minute. It's okay. I've been watching a lot of Sopranos. <laughs> it's all right. How dare he say that on my time? <laughs> he said pursuit. Here's the thing. Do you like the do you like my constantly I've been watching Sopranos or the Yas? You guys decide. Oh, I love the Yas way Yas, please. <laughs> Everybody, that has been the trophy room. But before we go, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to shout out or spotlight, good sir? Sure. Um, I almost said my old uh, <laughs> handle. Uh, Mr. KSEP everywhere. Uh, please check out 61indy.com and twitter.com uh, slash 61indy, S-I-X-O-N-E-I-N-D-I-E, IndyCast on all podcast services. We just last night went through all the games, over hmm. 500 submissions uh for our showcase we have our final number indie games are awesome and i can't wait for you all to see the showcase we've got going on in march so please uh check us out over there 
Nice, nice. And you can find me over at Mr. Badbit, where sometimes I say something witty, something funny, and something controversial. What you're going to get that day, who knows? Depends on how many episodes of Sopranos you watched. Uh, Yep. Bada bing! (laughs) Here's the thing about that show. Mozzarella! Mozzarella! Here's the thing. As someone who lives in, get over yourself. I know. I hate when when they say prosciutto. I'm like, God damn it! You know what it is, lady. <laughs> Here's the thing: it's all in North Jersey, and I swear to God. And I mean, I'm rewatching it for like the third, fourth time. But like, when they go, oh, it's in Lodi. <gasps> I know where that is. Like, oh, it's in like, <laughs> I don't know, like Route 17. I'm like, oh, that highway's awful. And then they're actually there. Like when they're like, ah, oh, we got to go to Fairlawn. They're actually in Fairlawn, guys. Mm. Okay. The first scene where, where Tony beats up a guy, I can go to that office building, takes me 10 minutes. So if you want to assassinate me, you know that there's a 10 minute range. <laughs> you can find me and finish me off for good. That said, you can find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. You can find the show wherever you find your podcasts of choice, whether that is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, the VOD on, on, on YouTube. Find us there. Please hit like, share, subscribe. If you are on YouTube, it really does help us out. It helps us beat that YouTube algorithm. Um, and over on Patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. It's the reason why we look so good. We sound so great. It's your generosity over at Patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. It's the reason why you're going to listen to this great after show that me and Kyle are cooking up. So, with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep hunting. And keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. Bye-bye. I love you.